but yeah, I, I read about that whole James Gunn debacle and started off very like, aw, that sucks. And then sort of read about what went into it and was just like, oh, oh, dude. Dude. Yeah, that's exactly how it happened for me. I was just like, I was like, oh, come on. I mean, what what happened? Let's see what happened. And then I like found like a tweet that had like all of his tweets like in a bunch and I read them and I was just like, Dude. Wait, what okay, so it's like because you mean like rape and pedophilia jokes, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, like a lot of them. Like too. a lot. Like wow. Like more than what is <laughs> like just shotgun them. <laughs> like in James Gunn them. So like I mean like why isn't there like a Pizzagate conspiracy about James Gunn at this point? There is. That's what started this. Really? The Pizzagate guy. Really? <laughs> Got his mob all in a tussy about it, and then they went back into his tweet history <laughs> oh, wow. and found the tweets hey, and surfaced them. And Disney was like, "Fuck that!" That's wild. Jesus. That's exactly what happened. That's a whole. I can't believe it. Thank you for uncovering yet another piece of this brilliant onion. Welcome to the alt right cast, <laughs> where we uncover truths. <laughs> where we are embed ourselves into hate groups. I don't want to do that. Don't. <laughs> And we're cutting that from the cast and pretending like it never happened. <laughs> In classic uh, Dylan form, I accidentally assigned you to the Will track. I assigned Alex to the Will track <laughs> and Will to the Alex track. We're just, are we just going with it? Uh, hi, Alex. Hey, Will. What's up? Going all right. Have you heard of Monster Hunter? No. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I like this new Alex. <laughs> Is it anything like Dark Souls? <laughs> now that you mentioned it, I really it, like it's Dark exactly Souls. like Dark Souls. <laughs> How much do you like Dark Souls? Um, it's probably a uh, game of the year this year, definitely. And yeah, every, I agree every, that yeah. it's the best game ever, but I would never say game of the year. <laughs> you see, this bit doesn't work for me because I just, <laughs> I'm just still over here like you both suck. Where's <laughs> 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 what's, what's my role? So, Alex, tell me about Captain Spirit. You know, <laughs> it was really good up until... Alex, I'm really sorry. None of us played it. I'm sorry Will didn't play it. I'm sorry I didn't play it. I expected Will not to play it. <laughs> well, when do we get to like... Let's talk about how we all didn't play Butterfly Soup. <laughs> when do we really get to the, like the really hard cut, like real insults? <laughs> I'm Will and I smell bad. <laughs> I just sit, sit over here and spout stupid bullshit. <laughs> and Alex is like, yeah, okay. Well, I <laughs> wear dumb t-shirts. Oh, snap. I'm trying to make up insults that aren't actual <laughs> insults. <laughs> trying not to show my cards too much here. <sighs> you, you're really playing against the green here. Yeah, that's me. Wardcast episode 145. Go! Go! I'm Dylan Vento. Hi, Dylan. And God, <laughs> damn, damn it. it. Sorry. Wait. <laughs> you knew not to do that. I thought you did that antagonistically. Oh, my God. Hey, Dylan. I, my mind blanked. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm Dylan Vento. And today I'm joined by Will Blanton. Hey, Dylan. And Alex Damrath. Hi. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty well. <laughs> 
All right. You doing all right, Alex? <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> Off to a real rocky start. Yeah, well. <laughs> you know, once you start talking about James Gunn. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, it's all downhill from there. It's all it's... Rocky, rocky Raccoon from there. <laughs> yes. It sounds like a Bullwinkle character. It is a Bullwinkle. No. No, it's rocky. a Beatles song. Rocky Raccoon? Wasn't it also oh, okay. like a magazine, a nature magazine for children? Oh, I'm sure spot. it's but also a Boy Scouts like... mascot. And and a trail mix mascot. I just and <laughs> I just laugh at all the Guardians of the Galaxy fans who are secretly <laughs> Beatles fans now, but they don't know it yet. They don't know it yet. What's been up? How you guys doing? Uh, you know, just having deep metaphorical arguments about Sheets versus Wawa. I apologize. I meant to say Ranger Rick. <laughs> <laughs> That's the magazine for children. <laughs> Not Rocky Rick. <laughs> that I'm pretty sure, sure like my dad got for me until i was like 27 really yeah well he also just got off the phone with you talking about air conditioners hvac units so yeah your dad your dad seems like a real salty earth kind of dude (laughs) yeah he really is yeah Yeah. i'm excited for a new ac unit i am too he has one in his place that's like not quite kicking it it's a 5000 btu unit Uh uh-huh i don't know what that means what does btu mean butane units bluetooth to butt to underpants so it's basically like if your apartment's cool enough your butt won't stick to your underpants that's exactly what i assumed (laughs) yeah okay but yeah makes sense so he's gonna get a twelve thousand btu unit (gasps) wow basically like that's like more yeah our children will live in a violent hellscape of uv rays and no (laughs) atmosphere because my dad Needs to be a little colder. I mean, he's got COPD, guys. I don't know what that is either. Stop throwing these initialisms at me. Goddamn acronyms have made the world way worse ever since they were they invented. They made texting way worse. Yeah. When people are like, W-E. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? W slash E. What? Ever. God. Not fan. Dylan. Type everything out. Type everything out. <laughs> capitalize appropriately. Use punctuation. William. Julie was way into that when we first started dating, and now I think I've ruined her. She's got too hard? Yeah. What can you do? She was one of those girls on the on the uh, OkCupid whose profile was like, if you use LOL in a text, this will not work out. <laughs> and you're like, LOL, nice. I can, <laughs> I can take it. Yeah. <laughs> I can break the stallion. Yeah. So... Oh my god! I'm I'm sorry for ruining you, Julie. I'm still pure. I'm giving in for now. I will type out ha 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 ha, <laughs> but only on rare occasion. <laughs> only if something is legitimately funny. I ha ha ha. No matter responding ha, to literally anything. Yeah, you know ha ha like ha ha ha. <laughs> ha. Nowadays we've moved from acronyms to emojis. So I love emojis. I'm, I'm a big that. fan of emojis. I think I used to be super anti emoji. They but. clarify texts fucking flies in this goddamn room Sorry. i probably brought them in here we have a real bad problem with flies i killed like 30 flies in the shower and like i was feeling bad about it <laughs> i'm like, doing fl- damage to the yeah, fly I've population done, i've done a lot of like bad stuff to flies in my life but never all at once you know I, I there was just so many in the shower and i just like scooped up some water and i was like it's a flood. <laughs> and they all went down the drain, and I was like, I'm a bad individual on this planet. 
I I remember waking up one day. Uh, this is my my college dorm at SCAD, and my bathroom was just full of mosquitoes, like almost a cloud inside the shower. And I like saw it and immediately closed the door again, and called my friend with the car. I was like, "Dude, I'm skipping classes. Let's just. I need to go to a Target and grab some like mosquito spray." Bought two cans so I could like dual wield and just <laughs> <laughs> I need to find the most poisonous chemical that this big box store has to sell. For some reason I assumed you were, that story was gonna end up with your friend coming over and like you getting this like pipe from his uh tailpipe up to your <laughs> bathroom window and being like it's time to die, flies. <laughs> give me, gas these fuckers. Just give them carbon monoxide poisoning. Yeah. I thought it was going to be because uh, you told me that story before. I was trying to remember the conclusion to it. I've, <laughs> and in my head, I, I thought the conclusion was, so I didn't tell my roommate that we had a mosquito infestation, <laughs> so I just left. <laughs> and then he had to go take a shower, and then it was his problem. No, no. I, I, I was, I'm one of those people who can't start a day without a shower. So it was like, I don't feel like doing anything until... That's a good person to be. Yeah. I, I, don't, I feel like I can't... Um, do anything until I take care of these goddamn flies. But mosquitoes, even worse. Flies. 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 And mosquitoes. I hate them. They suck. I had, um, literally, when I live near your mom. Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Continue. I don't know why I used that point of reference. I guess it was easier <laughs> than saying the neighborhood. Um, In Carver. Yes. Well, I didn't want to give it away. I, I don't want don't rogue give agents to find your mom. <laughs> yeah. Carver's like got 50 houses. It's fine. <laughs> and that's a lot. <laughs> um, I, we had a terrible fly problem. And, you know, landlords don't like to take care of you sometimes. So I was like, hey, we got a fly problem. Can we like reseal like windows, doors or whatever? And they're like, here's a bag with like some sort of solution in it sugar water or whatever and it's going to attract the 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 flies into it i'm like okay fine so we put it outside within like two weeks that thing was literally about to burst with flies i'm talking like what? flies like pressing up <laughs> against the plastic like you just see their eyes bulging out and looking at you and there's the, a, a million of them the way you said this too i'm just imagining it being like a walmart like plastic bag with some sugar water at the bottom it, it kind of was i mean it was like an actual product that you would buy uh-huh. so it was like a little more professional looking yeah. than that but it didn't say walmart it said thank you thank you thank you <laughs> <laughs> generics but it basically, yeah, boiled down to like a a half gallon size plastic bag with like a a white some sort of like mesh net on top, uh. so that they could get in but not out, and then they would drown in the water, and you fill the water like three fourths of the way up. That's a lot of flies. It was a lot of flies. I'm I'm literally talking like thousands of flies in this one bag. Dylan had a fly concentration camp, it sounds like. Yeah, I don't feel so bad anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, why Why would I care about killing 10 flies? Like, I'll kill 10 <laughs> flies with a snap of my finger. I'll, I'll Thanos these yeah. motherfucking flies. 10 out of 20 flies. Yes. <laughs> uh, but we're not here to talk about flies. <laughs> or are we? I don't think we are. Uh, we're here to talk about video games. That's right. And yeah. the games we have been playing, which some of us didn't play the games we should have played. <laughs> Yeah, we all kind of made a commitment to play so, Captain so, Spirit. T- tell the story, Dylan. I mean, it's not much of a story. It's like, okay. hey, I want to yeah. play Captain Spirit, and it's free, so none of us have an excuse not to play it. 
and then, and then a bunch of shit happened the past two weeks and I didn't play it. Yeah. But I did. But you did. <laughs> How was it? It was... No spoilers. <laughs> well, it's interesting, right? Because okay. you... you um, yeah, you, do, you know, you don't have to talk like big specific, or specific plot details, but like you are not a huge fan of this type of game. Right. But you are a fan of like the setup for this specific one. I like the direction of the story. Um, and, and I was talking to you guys about how, what I like about this story and, and what it does is simply because that was me as a kid. Right. Um, so to clarify the, 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 the plot, the, the adventures of Captain Spirit, the, the, amazing, awesome, adventures the awesome adventures of, of Captain, Captain Spirit. Spirit. Yeah. It's about a kid. It's basically a, a prequel to Life is Strange 2. Um, and it's can, it basically like builds into, I guess, some of the plot and setting of, Life is Strange too, um, and it, and it's about this kid mm-hmm. who basically lives with his single father. Right. He's they kind of allude in the trailers that he's kind of an alcoholic or something, maybe abusive. Um, but Your dad's he, awesome though. But yeah, my dad's awesome. His dad's awesome. <laughs> but like um, Kevin Spirit. But I, I I was still that kid who um, when I went outside to play, it was all about like picking up sticks. Pretending they were swords and yeah. and like you know fighting bad guys and so, so Captain Spirit is the kid's worlds. alter yeah. ego right that he imagines himself as and I assume that plays into gameplay purposes like there's um like actions you can perform on items and then you can like hold a button to turn that action into a super action ooh and then he does it like as the Captain Spirit persona which can have both positive and negative effects so like. There's a bit where, like, like I went around the house and I did all the chores. Like, that was one of the things you can do. Is, like is, a good son. Like a good son. <laughs> I was like, I want to be a good kid to this dad. I So far, I, I got the impression at that point in the game, I was under the impression the dad was, like, just doing his best. It's been rough for him. Uh, there's heavy implications that the mother is gone. Uh, so I was like, all right, dad wants to, to relax and enjoy the game. I'll, I'll do some chores around the house, make him feel good. And uh, one of the things you could do is wash the dishes, and you can do that as as just the kid, or you can do it as Captain Spirit. Uh, if you do it as Captain Spirit, you get a little too energetic, and you drop one of the glasses and break it, and it's like this whole thing where the dad's then like, da- dad gets the belt out, <laughs> and he's like, "What the hell?" And I'm like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." <laughs> so yeah, and and then you sort of like have to, but it's all like random, you know. You don't really know unless you've played it before you know which actions are, are good to do as the superhero and which ones are not right um so it's sort of up to you to experiment there uh there's some cool moments where it swaps out uh the world that you're in with his imagination uh that happens a couple times so for instance uh one of the tasks you have a task list and i actually want to stress that i didn't 100 percent this game I, I i actually didn't do I got to maybe like half of the task list before the demo ended. Um, oh, is there a time limit? There isn't a time limit, but there is like an end point. Basically, okay. there's a cutscene you trigger, and after it, the credits roll. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can do everything on the task list before that, but I didn't realize that was going to end the game, and I thought I needed to do that to progress. Uh, so there's a bit where you have to go turn on the water heater, 
and the water heater scares the kid that you're playing as. Ah, so you um, want to play that part as Ken Spirit? So, yeah, you have to... Well, it actually makes you, like, create your costume first mm. before you're able to go through that door. Um, and then uh, as you as you go through it, it, like, changes to, like, this dark and cloudy, stormy, kind of hostile-looking environment. And there's, there's this big evil smoke cloud with an angry face on it, mm-hmm. like staring at you from across the room and you have to walk up to it carefully and and be a superhero against it rather than just a kid trying to turn the water heater on. Um, so that stuff is cool. Uh, I, I like the direction the narrative is taking. I liked uh, how much it's it kind of related to, I guess, my own experiences in some sense. Um it's still suffering from a lot of the life is strange awkwardness that I didn't like about the first game. In terms of the writing and dialogue? In terms of the writing and dialogue feeling a little clunky, like writers trying to imagine what this dialogue sounds like instead of actually knowing what it sounds like. Um, I don't know. I think there is like a certain cadence to the kid that works really well. The way he talks, the way he acts, the way he pretends mm-hmm. is very true to life. But a lot of it sort of seems melodramatic like stage writing almost and i think i think yeah i think that benefits the life is strange series like i remember when i tried to get uh mason alex and dan to play it and they were very very put off by the dialogue and it almost felt like they kind of it was like a gotcha moment right because i mean we, we we had very spirited arguments about games like that and it was like oh the dialogue and this is bad therefore this isn't a good story-based game Whereas I, I was listening to a Waypoint radio episode a little while ago and Patrick Lepic made a good argument of like, you can either buy into the dialogue and you can not, you know, don't nod's a French based team. Like maybe they're not the, per- I mean, they, they're, they're better at writing believable, believable American dialogue, I think, than David Cage has been in the past. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. From what I understand of David Cage's <laughs> writing. Um but the mood and the setting, it, it's a complete package. So, I mean, this kind of... Right. This, the fallacy of, of composition of, oh, the dialogue is not 100% believable, perfect, therefore the game is not a good story-based game. You know, I used to have troubles, trouble counteracting that argument and in, in saying like, okay, but it's, it's, it's beyond that. And I think the way Patrick phrased it on waypoint was very good it's like it's about the mood and the setting and and because i never had a problem with the dialogue mm. and maybe just because i bought so much into that world in the in the setup um but you know i'm also a huge fan of telltale games so i can play literally any of them <laughs> and not have a problem with like i'm not one of these people's like oh the gameplay is repetitive oh it's like oh so you're still oh Batman will remember that. Like that doesn't that, that stuff doesn't bother me. Okay, like, yeah. that's just that's just that style of game. I think it's also like a, a sense like you have to get used to it. Like I think to me, I've never played Life is Strange, but I kind of bounced off the trailers. Just like oh, I'm not really into this the the way this dialogue's working out. But I'm sure that if I like played it for 15 minutes, I think that like it wouldn't bother me as much as just like an initial gut reaction. I yeah. guess. So, yeah, um, I'm trying to collect more of my thoughts on it, and I definitely had a few coming out of it that I'm sort of blanking on right now. One of them I wanted to touch on really quickly is I feel like I'm not entirely sure 
what kind of mood they're going like don't nod Mm -hmm. i'm not sure what mood they're sort of attempting to achieve or what they're trying to elicit from a player um because whether it's just sort of like an experiencing the story kind of game or whether it's supposed to be like a connecting kind of game it weighs more heavily into the former i believe i think that i think it's more about mood setting and like because a lot of the games are very ponderous or like this this current crop of their games so like they made Mm -hmm. remember me before that uh, which was like oh, that right. third person action. Um, yeah, I actually wanted to get into that. Martial combat game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think, in, and it's very hard to like uh, connect with the story and the level that you're talking about with the with your ladder statement. Mm-hmm. Because like in order to do that, you have to have like so much specific connections. It has to take place in a place that you you're very familiar with or it has to like be you know, you know, with the example of Cat and Spirit, it's like, oh, single father lives in a trailer park, et cetera, et cetera. It's like if you were a kid who had a single father lived in a trailer park, like you're immediately like bought into that scenario, right? Yeah. Um, but so, they can't like strive for that for everyone, right? So that so like you're the 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 touching people like really ringing true with everyone isn't near impossible just because of whatever you know setting or or plot that you choose choose to have Mm -hmm. that's why i found like you know i made an allusion to it last time we talked um that's why harry potter and the order of the phoenix did uh kind of rang very true for me at the time that i read it because i fucking hated school that entire (laughs) book is about how shitty teachers are and how like uh administrative staff are just over they're just there to screw you over boy you'd really like mid-90s british pop punk oh yeah (laughs) and Um, rock but uh, so so it, it. But I've had friends who's like, "Oh, what's up with all this stupid teen angst or teen drama?" This all seems like bullshit. And it's like, well, no, it's like it's about <laughs> how Harry's growing up, and you know, an Umbridge is a bitch, and and it's terrible people. Um, so it's like it has to be very very specific. Yeah. So I think what I like is that you like the setup of the kid having this wild imagination. Yeah. Which made you interested enough to try it out over. Yeah. Life is Strange because you've never you've never played Life is Strange, right? I like I said I, I played enough to sort of learn that okay I'm not going to enjoy this yeah. and and walked away from it. Um, it yeah I, I think though it was just interesting to me because I felt like uh, nostalgia plays a fairly important factor in like a lot of my creative decisions and it tends to be like even like what I like you know I I get vibes of what I enjoyed as a kid through what I enjoy now and. Um, I just thought it was funny that I thought I would get that out of this and I didn't get nearly as strong vibes. I didn't sort of, I I didn't get the child within me awakened nearly as much as I did with Nog. Interesting. Yeah. Like that's an interesting comparison or I mean, that's an interesting game to evoke. They're very, very different games, but it was just like, which one sort of clicks the the hardest right and because nog is literally like just a toy box right and it, it elicits very childlike feelings of like discovery and, and color and, and music and emotion whereas i think captain spirit feels like it tries at least on some level to do that but doesn't right i think that like maybe short. Uh, and i haven't played either of these games but because uh, <laughs> i don't play games. i think that like maybe in order to really uh digest the narrative of captain spirit maybe it's asking you 
to play as this kid, but understand this kid as an adult who was also a kid. You know what I mean? Mm. Whereas like Nog might just be not asking you to uh, come at it with like your current mindset, but might just be it's a very, fun toy that elicits that. Well, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and in Nog, definitely. And Nog, you as a player are playing yourself. It elicits emotion over narrative and therefore is very easy to connect to. Yeah. Right. And yeah. then Captain Spirit, you're playing as a, a, a constructed, like literal other person. Yeah. Right. It's um, the whole actor versus avatar yeah. argument that you're getting into there. Yeah. It's, 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 I definitely got that, but it was just sort of interesting to me how I feel like on some level, both of them tried. Yeah. And, and how much better Nog works in that sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just a one one thought out of several that I had while playing it. I, st- I think I still enjoyed it. Um, if Life is Strange 2 turns out to be more Captain Spirit focused and not like Captain Spirit also, you know, you know, not like Life is Strange 2 and then like, you know, big circle sticker in the bottom, like now featuring Captain Spirit, you know? <laughs> I don't think... He, I, I, <laughs> looking at their path, because I believe they said that Life is Strange 2 will not have the same characters as Life is Strange 1. Okay. So I think it's going to be, um, I think Captain Spirit is literally going to be a one-off and the kid might make a a cameo in Life is Strange 2, but I bet you he's not going to be a main character. Then I'm not sure if I'm going to be as interested, but um, I mean, I, I, did, I did have a bit of a connection with this child and I want to see where he goes because, I mean, it does leave on a very, fairly large cliffhanger. Um, it, oh, well, then maybe it does. It introduces the, because um, I understand Life is Strange 1 had a supernatural aspect yes. or a superhuman aspect. Yes. Um, it introduces his okay. superhuman aspect. Does it play into his imagination at all? Because um, that's why I imagine it was going to do. Oh, it kind of manifests on accident towards the end. Okay. Uh, and it does not relate too much to his imagination, but you can see how it feeds into it. Cool. Um, and how long is it? It's like 60, 90 minutes? Yeah, it took me like an hour or two. Um, and that was, like I said, with me trying to do everything, but then feeling like, okay, maybe I should just like do what the story seems to naturally be leading to to get to the next bit. And then like, oh no, that just ended the demo. Um, it's not a demo. <laughs> it's a game. Okay. You can, just because it's free doesn't mean it's a demo. I'm pretty sure in the beginning it says the demo. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn it. <laughs> uh yeah okay i i mean sure it's not like a traditional demo in that sense but i mean it sure feels like with only an hour and a half and and a big at the end like you know he will Kevin spirit will return and life is strange too well that's just a marvel movie at that point yeah really (laughs) um like at the one at the end of ant-man and wasp it's like ant-man the wasp will return i'm like oh do they (laughs) oh really do they need to (laughs) like and i like that movie i wasn't like i just I, I just don't think every superhero in MCU needs a trilogy. Yeah, but then they like gave him a question mark, which was interesting. Oh, did they? Did you not see that? Was oh, a question okay. mark made of ants? No. Oh. Well, they fucked up. It just faded. It, it was, was, it was a period, and then the rest of the question mark faded oh. in. Oh, I didn't see that. It was a good movie. I like that movie. Yeah. We were t- we were Alex and I was asking about my opinion about it because I I I, I don't know. This isn't the superhero podcast, but like not yet. <laughs> I told him I was just kind of whelmed, not over, not under. It yeah, was, yeah, it was it was pretty. Did you see it? it was pretty good. Well, the new one, yeah, no, oh, okay, yeah, um, yeah. And, and my my reasoning for because I felt the same way. I was like, that was a that was a fun movie. That was a two hour movie that felt way quicker than that, and that was that was weird 
because like when it's over, it's like, oh, okay, we're done. Um, and that, and uh, some of the write-ups were like, oh, because this movie focuses more on family and the value of family and, and belonging and things. It doesn't focus on like some big bad and some climatic fight scene at the end where they, you know, put up their dukes. Yeah. Uh, so because it kind of veers off the traditional MCU structure like that, then you're just like, well, where's the rest of the movie? <laughs> <laughs> Cool. So, but overall, did you like Captain Spirit? I think so. I'll give it a thumbs up. Cool. Uh, yeah, just definitely give it a shot if you're into those kinds of games. If you're not, don't worry about it. But it's it was pretty all right. It was fun. Uh, There's an important game that I kind of wanted to touch on real quick that I saw that you wrote down. Oh, sure. Um, tell me about uh, Yonoi 2. <laughs> <laughs> that looks really good. Is this a typo? Because you have written here Game of a Year Edition. Oh, that's what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, so I, uh, learned about this, uh, first via, um, it was played at Summer Games Done Quick this year. Yeah. Oh, no, I saw the Cool Spot game. Cool someone- Spot was played, and I think they had You Annoyed 2 set okay. up after it, and right. it was, And then um, Pepsi Man. And then Pepsi Man. Did you um, see the guy in the Pepsi Man, uh, unisuit? I missed that. It's pretty good. He was on the couch. Okay. Or he wasn't on the couch behind the player, but he was in, like, the interview <laughs> couch. There's a guy right. in the Pepsi Man. Pepsi Man is such a stupid fucking game. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I I sort of love this world of, of weird corporate mascot video games. It's mm-hmm. it's a strange beast. Well, they be don't sure. exist anymore. Like is well, except for this one, which came out like two years ago. Oh, or I didn't a year know that. ago. Yeah, it was. Um, Wait, was this, is this? But this, this was made in a. Um, there was what eight like a like a small collective of indie devs. I don't know where they're located, but it was a group like ours. Um, but one of them apparently felt very strongly about Yonoid. The first one, right? For like SNES and Genesis, um, yes. NES, yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm showing my. Yeah. Anyway, I think That's even history I'm messing with. I think <laughs> even his Twitter handle or his Twitter bio is just simply like Yonoid is an underrated masterpiece or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so for a game jam, this group and it was a month long jam game jam, so they had a good amount of time to make this and month polish it, which really shows. Okay. Um. They made Yonoid 2, which is a 3D platformer sequel to Yonoid. Um, it is brilliant in the sense that I don't think anyone else could have made this game and made it as good as this. It uh, Again, a lot like Totally Accurate Battlegrounds just knows how to play so well into its own joke. Uh, the game, for instance, starts with, I want to say, like a three-minute live-action uh, FMV. Great intro perfect <laughs> of some i don't know who it is but i think it's like someone on a team like like a really big guy who doesn't look anything like you annoyed he's got a lot of facial hair it looks like, like a annoyed mask <laughs> it looks like will in like a red onesie with the mouth <laughs> cut out <laughs> and the eyes All like right. wearing yeah, the bunny yeah, ears yep, yep 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 and he's like walking down the streets in new york with a with a with a stack full of domino's pizzas <laughs> and a yo-yo and and then like what like he like he's like bouncing the yo-yo and then the yo-yo disappears and he starts like panicking and having like a stroke on the streets. <laughs> Great. Is it like super low res FMV like yeah command, like it's command all and pixely yeah. and shit? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm on board. So then you actually start playing and so the first level is to get your yo-yo and it's like running through these dock areas mm-hmm. and um it <laughs> and it's and it's actually like difficult enough but um. Not so much to be super frustrating, but I, I was I was seriously enjoying just like the actual challenge involved. 
as well as just uh, uh, how well made it was getting to that point. Um, yeah, first level was really good. And then, like, after the first level, you pop into the Yonoid Void. God damn it. Which is... <laughs> you gotta avoid the Yonoid Void. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, and, it, and it's like this, his overworld is like this weird, trippy planet area. Okay. Um, and is then, it like a rock floating in space? Is it like yeah. a plane of existence? Yeah, it's like a rock floating in space that you're that you're traveling over. And like all the levels after this are are very sort of trippy planet canyon looking areas that have weird colors to them. Looks a little Bubsy 3D uh, in a way. Um, and at the end of every level, there's uh, a pizza. Like like it's it's just a box of uh, of, Dom- of Domino's pizza. Box of za. And you pick it up and. The guy's voice goes pizza, <laughs> but not noids. But not noids. Okay, no, a, noid a, a, screams. Okay, the only no, the only noise noid makes is <laughs> a, a blood curdling scream. Yeah, he'll he'll scream or he'll go like ha! like when he jumps. Like like he he's got like Kirby noises going on. And uh, <laughs> oh, one of the best things I found on Twitter relating to this game was someone like tweeting at the devs like I found a weird spot in you noid where if you fall down this particular pit. It just keeps spawning you above the pit, and you keep dying forever, eternally. <laughs> and then it's, uh, and then it's you annoyed, like, like, like a clip of him just keeps like screaming repeatedly as he keeps falling <laughs> down this pit. And like one, the, the dev responded with like, "Oh yeah, I think that was intentional." <laughs> I just really love to hear him scream. <laughs> it looked really good. It, it is really, really good. And uh, I, I don't, I don't want to spoil it, but I feel like I have to. I have to I have to talk about the last boss. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> you annoy it, of course, feels threatened by who is sort of next on the chopping on on the block as on, as on the dumb. mascot block on the mascot block. He saw what happened to Papa John, and he was like, "No, uh, <laughs> I ain't going down that path." <laughs> so, so you annoy it, of course, is is very upset that there's someone like who could theoretically take his place. Right. So the um the final boss is Hatsune Mike. What? <laughs> what? Which is a weird male corporate version of Hatsune Miku. Great. And the final <laughs> area is like this whole dance stage where she like flies. He <laughs> flies around above mm-hmm. it like like shooting. Uh, um, oh, so it's not like a DDR match? It is a little bit. Okay. Like uh, like, like the mat will sort of light up and you have to touch the light up spot to not get electrocuted. Um and you have to like follow certain patterns, so you have to like keep moving around the dance pad as well as using your yo-yo to like grab these di- uh, these dice for some reason that she's that she, uh, he's dropping and like curl them back at him. It's is it hard? <laughs> is that hard? It was a little difficult. Okay. Yeah. As final boss fight should be. Yeah. Um. It's no Doctor Wily, but you know it's tough. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it took me a good while. It was it was just so out of nowhere. Oh, and I forgot to mention to get to it, you're you're grabbing all these pizzas from the uh, from the levels to build a ladder made of pizza to the base to the to, to the, to final, the boss. final boss base is yeah. it on the moon. Uh, yeah, okay, um, or something like that. <laughs> okay. um, Some planetoid <laughs> uh, above a planetoid above yeah. the Yonoid yeah. Void. <laughs> Yo- yeah. Yonoid Two Game of A Year Edition Great. is very very good. Oh, and uh, there is a dedicated button to dab. 
So, <laughs> wow, well, this game just became immediately dated. <laughs> I love how they take an 80s era mascot and it's like, hey, how do we update this 80s era mascot? Let's give him a damn. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, it's it's all it does, too. It doesn't interrupt anything else in the game. It's literally just like a torso level animation where he just dabs and then, like, so you can still be running, yeah, and just dab. You can be run. wall running on the wall and you'll you'll just dab while can you're you wall running. down the dab, yes, button? okay, cool. for the you'll, you'll for the, hold the dab for the duration of the game. God, this gotta be an achievement. <laughs> to have the entire game and it's free it's on itch it's like it's on itch will it's on itch. you can get it and i highly recommend yonoid 2 game of a year edition <laughs> speaking of games are an achievement is you have to hold a button down the entire time i've been playing some trial fusion oh boy on ps4 um which i've never played a lot of any trials games mm-hmm. but i've heard fervent fandom for any of them um so i wanted to play one you know it it was ps plus it was free for ps plus one month right and so i had it i downloaded it It it's a lot of fun um i think this was one people were like okay this is okay like like whichever one was previous to this one uh because there were multiple trials like there was a one that like exploded on xbox 360 on xbla and then they made like one or two more after that. And then by Trials Fusion, they're like, okay, I'm bored now. And then they made Rise. No, they made Trials of the Blood Dragon, which was like a goofy send-up version of, of Trials. And they were trying to make Blood Dragon like Ubisoft's funny brand, basically, because yeah. of Far Cry 3. And that one was not well-received. And then now they have coming out Trials Rising, which I think they're going back to kind of the basics of, you know, very difficult motocross sections and mixed with kind of like hilarious, like wipeout goofs. Uh-huh. So like the end of a level will be you running into like a bunch of red explosive barrels and then the mm. dude will ragdoll into the sky. But with Trials Fusion, the goal for each level, so there's a bronze, silver, gold level um, where you... It's based off of your time and how many times you have to restart. So there are checkpoints. So every time you wipe out, you go back to the the last checkpoint you got. In order to get gold on any level, you can't wipe out once and you have to get under a certain time. And so those are like semi-challenging, but um, doable. And then after that, they have like these modifier-like challenges that you can do. One of which being never let go of the acceleration the entire course. And oh my god! And that's the only one I've gotten, and that's the easy one. <laughs> Other ones are like find the secret, like um, you know, missile silo or somewhere other. So like, in all the all the levels are like really, uh, you know, fantastical and stuff. So there's one where it's like you going across like this giant dam that's breaking apart, or there's one where it's like a kind of like a volcano base research facility or something or other, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, on one of the research base ones. One of the things is to like get yourself into the sky, something, 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 and it starts you off on the lip of a ledge on a cliff, and so you you know you kind of like you accelerate off and then you land on the ground and then you keep going. But there's another ledge immediately below it, so if you just slowly like make yourself fall off and land on the next ledge, there's like a propane tank that you can back yourself into, and it lights your exhaust pipe on fire, and then you rocket into the sky, <laughs> and then you're instead of your so. The main trials controls is that you you 
reposition your weight, right? So, right? so the driver can position it forward or pitch it back, and that's how you like pop wheelies or stoppies or like you know balance yourself as you go along, right? Or do front flips or back flips. Um, and this it was now determining the direction of your velocity, and yeah. you're going way faster than you go like normally with like full acceleration. So you're like doing this if you like tap the thumbstick and like slightly in either direction and he's just like snaking into oh my god and also you have like five seconds to get through a ring so basically it's it's superman 64 but trials because nice. there are all these fire rings and every time you go through one it resets how much fuel you have which isn't surfaced on the screen you just kind of have right. to gauge how much you have left and you have to get through each one of these in a short amount of time and i'm like man this, this is fucking there's one where it's like get do 20 flips within the course of the level and there's like three jumps. So like okay. the second you take off a jump, you have to like start flipping and then land it because you can't wipe out on any of them. Right. Because then it doesn't count. There's one where it's, you have to do a wheelie in a um, certain stretch of track. So some of the tracks are like have red or yellow accents and like this is a special zone. We have to do something. And so there's ones like you have to hold on to a wheelie this entire time. And then once you do it, it's like between two checkpoints. It'll give you the... The achievement. And those are like really fun to do, but also really hard and frustrating to do. Um, but yeah, I was playing that a little bit and that reminded me of if only there was a dab button and <laughs> and I think in Trials Fusion. I think Trials needs a dab button. I think it does. It really it? sounds like the franchise for it. Yeah. Doesn't Raw Fury make those? No, it's Ubisoft. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like um it's you uh it's like Red Storm. It's like one of their smaller studios. What is Raw Fury published that's like trials isn't there like a like a downhill or something yeah. or? oh no that's uh that's um no more robots uh, right. publishes descenders which is a kind of that's it i think i think micros once referred to as a rogue bike or something <laughs> oh nice because there's like live there's a life system in that okay um so when you wipe out you lose a life and you have to start the run over um so, I, I just have to point out real quick though my only problem with trials is that name does not carry like motocross it's bad branding it's bad branding okay trial sounds like a, a magic the gathering clone or or i don't know something to do with D. okay trials <laughs> trials and tribulations trial was like trials was this new one trials trials rising trials rising yeah that's totally the expansion and the rising is like a graffiti spray paint font <laughs> so anyway that's why one complaint trials what the hell is your name about Whereas get that get that fixed. Trials Fusion is like a sleek web 3.0 yellow font. Ooh. Um speaking of D&D. Okay. I'm just going to keep doing segways, boys. Oh boy. Just hold on. You've been playing some advanced. I've been playing some advanced uh, Gungeons and dragons. dragons. I didn't realize it was drag guns until <laughs> I fought the final boss. Yeah. And then I looked back at the the subtitles like, "Oh, it's Dragon." Yeah. Dragon. So, um, I want to. I want to start this off. Actually, I had a question for you. Did you see the Summer Games Done Quick run? Uh, no. Okay. Is it good? It's really, really good. Um, I want to preface this by saying it's not good in like a normal Games Done Quick run way. Uh, let me just get spoilers out of the way here. Uh, he doesn't actually do it. Oh, he doesn't. He doesn't <laughs> succeed. The runner does not complete like at all well, what are we considering what's considered completion just getting to the final boss so um his it was it was yeah beat the final boss because i don't think and, you and can... like under 20 minutes was his goal oh and the entire like segment 
like like they gave him an hour, mm-hmm. and so he tried oh, so twice. He redo it. Okay, yeah, and didn't succeed. I mean, that's but I hard because yeah. that's all about like what loot you get rolled. Exactly, and I, and I think that's what made it such a good run was that like you know it's got real moments of like tension where like okay how am I going to do this? Right. He's like actually legit. The runner's really cool and entertaining, but he's like freaking out like oh geez how am I going to do this? You know I don't have what I need. We're not yeah. you know because if you want to play it fast, you would just immediately go to the boss of each floor so the second you find the boss room you just you just fight the boss right but in doing so you throw away the opportunity of potentially finding a treasure chest with a a new weapon so if you're just using default weapons it'll take forever to kill any of the bosses right um because of because the starter weapons for any character so wait what do you know what character he started with uh he played um i i think it was there's the marine the convict i think it was the bullet the one you can unlock Oh, okay. Because he, he used the sword, which apparently is like mm. the most powerful starter in the game. Okay. And, and I'm not a big you, fan of melee weapons. Either. If you play, well, so its thing is like it can erase bullets. Oh, okay. If you, hit, if you hit it with the sword. And if you stay at full health, which as someone who's really, really good at the game, a speedrunner, you can do that. Uh, it has like a sword beam attack, so you could still use it as a ranged. Oh, it's like Zelda. Yeah. It, it's basically a Zelda reference. Um. I think even like if you go into the bullet's past, he's got a wooden sword that he eventually upgrades for the magic sword. That I've not unlocked anyway. that character. So. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, so I played it on the PC for a little while when it came out. Yeah. And just last night got it for the Switch. So actually last night has been like the most I've ever played Gungeon because I played it like when I came home from work, like until mm-hmm. I fell asleep. I have like 45 hours in that game. <laughs> so like... There's so much in that game that you just would never uncover if you didn't either read up on a wiki or like have friends that also talked about it. Because I talked about it a bunch with uh, M. Joshua Caller at PAX South because he he's a big fan of it. He has like several hundred hours of it on Steam. I mm-hmm. have like 45 on Switch. But he, um, it was him, me, and Dose One who did the soundtrack for That's it. That's cool. And we're all just talking about the game, and they're talking about um, Sir Junkerton. And I'm like, who the fuck's that? And he's like, if you find a blue or brown chest, do not waste a key to open it, because the loot's not good enough. If you destroy the chest, there'll be a junk, which is basically just a brown bag. Yeah. Like a l- brown lunch bag. And if you collect two or three of them, it'll spawn Sir Junkerton, who's like this little melee guy who runs around and attacks stuff for yeah. you. And every time you get more junk after you've unlocked him, it makes him more and more powerful. So he'll start out like unarmed and then he'll get a sword and then he'll get a shield and then like his armor will get better um, for each piece of junk you get. After like if you unlock Sir Junkerton and then you find, uh, I think you have to get Sir Junkerton first and then complete a run or die with Sir Junkerton. And then this becomes an option after shooting chests. And this is all stuff I found out yesterday actually at random. Uh, but you will get a gold junk that upgrades him to like gold Sir Junkerton. Oh, which is like a big buff version. <laughs> I know that. that fall, like he's like twice your size now and follows you around. It's pretty cool. Uh, There's yeah. secret rooms that you can only find if you have like a special map or item, or if you use not your default weapon to shoot the walls. It's not just not default weapons. There's some that just like can't crack walls at all. Really? Like the pea shooter can't. Um, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's, it, they have to be like a certain strength to crack uh, secret walls. You can also walk right up to them, and if you use a blank, it'll get rid of them. Oh. Yeah. Um, so much depth. Yeah. There's a lot to this game, and it was like, when I first played it so long ago, 
I didn't really get that much into it. I enjoyed it, but it was like, you know, I you know, just ended up moving on. Uh, and just last night, I learned about shooting chests, but I didn't learn at all about Sir Junkerton. That kind of happened at, on accident. Like, I picked up a couple junk pieces, and then he started appearing. I'm like, oh, hello, guy. Mm-hmm. And then, so I'm getting the shield and sword. I'm like, oh, this is pretty neat. And then I died. But <laughs> so I got the, the gold junk. Uh, the gold junk was, like, now available in the dungeon. And then, so I looked that up, and I'm like, oh, holy shit. That's pretty cool. I've never come across gold junk. Only a brown junk. Do, uh, are there a lot of like familiars in that game? I found a baby mimic yesterday, which was like an item or something, because like some of the chests can be mimics. Yeah. So they'll just attack you. The dog the rogue gets naturally by default. Uh-huh. You can actually find other dogs, including that one, in the dungeon on your own. I never I use believe. that. I never uh, dog. Or the the rogue. Right. I don't. I don't like her weapon set, but I like the dog. Uh, I use the convict because of the Molotov. Because so the so what are the default? There's the 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 marine, which is like a generic space marine, um, and he has like a laser pistol, and his and they all start out with either at least one uh, weapon and one item that you can use, and then um, some perks. Yeah, and, and perks and, and passive abilities. Uh, the marine has a laser pistol, and then he also has a um, was it? It's like called like an ammo call or something. Yeah, he can call an ammo. Yeah, and he can, and it's just like military training as his perk, which makes him reload faster and aim better. Yeah. Um, the convict gets a what's called a budget revolver. So it's basically <laughs> like this shitty little revolver that has like six shots in it. But she gets a second starter weapon. It's a shotgun. So I just use her and immediately uh-huh. switch to the shotgun. And start using the shotgun because at least does more damage than any of the default weapons. Besides, I guess the bullet, but it's got limited ammo. It has it's the only ammo. default weapon with limited ammo. Yeah, all the yeah. other weapons have unlimited ammo. And then her initial item is a Molotov cocktail that's reusable. But I mean, it has a cooldown. But you can just throw it, and it'll cause fire, a uh, circle fire to form. And my favorite thing, a picture that makes her angry. Yes. So whenever <laughs> she takes damage, she gets temporarily angry and does and more damage. Does more damage. Um, and there, uh, there's also a Molotov launcher, which I I. Picked, I've, I've had it a couple times but I picked it up last night and that's really good for just crowd control just like just throw it in the middle of the room just shoot out Molotov and like burn everyone so yeah uh, I, I, I've I been playing the outlaw uh, pretty okay. much exclusively now I started playing like everybody but I've had the best luck with the outlaw and like so far I've gotten the farthest with the outlaw got to floor three once and uh, that's been pretty fun I like also learning about all the different synergies like different Active items and passive items will all like work together in some in certain ways. And some items are cursed. Some in case you don't know that that system. And some items are lucky. Oh, they had luck, like 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 hidden luck bonuses as well. So much depth. So much freaking depth. God. And so that was one of the things that people were really freaking out about. Like, screw the weapons and the enemies that Advanced Dungeons and Dragons added. It was like five hundred new synergies mm-hmm. between its existing and new item system, and. uh I, I discovered one yesterday I really liked. I found the 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 Gungeon Pepper, which is one of my new favorite items. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I believe it makes it so like anyone any of the enemies that get near you start immediately taking fire damage. Oh, um, and then I got Meat Bun as like my second active item. Oh, it heals you. Yeah, yeah, I got that um, too. Which I didn't realize it spent it like as soon as you, you eat it, it's just yes. gone. Period. Some items are single use. Some items have cooldowns. Right. There's uh, an invincibility star, which is really funny. So it's obviously like a Mario reference. Right. But it's like this kind of deformed star plushie with like two like <laughs> eyes that aren't perfectly symmetrical. And I like using that. Speaking of favorite references, I found one yesterday that was the cog of conflict. Is that a, a Gears, Gears of War? Of War? Yeah. 
and it gives you active reload, so you can like press it in the middle of it to cancel the reload and get bonuses to your bullets. Um, Have you gotten the devolver? No. It devolves enemies to like their <laughs> base forms. Um, so if you're just using it against a normal gunkin, it turns them into like a uh, prehistoric, a Stone Age gunkin, so they use bows and arrows instead. <laughs> it's pretty cool. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so so it's better to use against like really powerful enemies and shrink them down. But yesterday I got uh, the Gungeon Pepper and the Meat Bun. And it was, and it made it like a spicy meat bun. So when I ate it, it like exploded fire around me. Wow. I didn't know about those. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's like, that's what synergies are. And some of them work with your guns as well. Like if you go into your Ammonomicon while you have them. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's it's some good stuff in this game. This game is 90% gun puns. It's so good. Uh, There are knights, giant knights, and their names are uh, Gun Nut. So Dark Nut. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty, it's... Pre, pre, it's a thinking man's pun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, was it uh, what bats or gats? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 the ghosts. They're ghosts that have AK forty sevens. They're called hollow points. Oh, because they're hollows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then so like if you go into your Ammonomicon now, I believe you can see. I don't know if this was the way it was before. At least I didn't really get super into it the first time, but I did notice it this time. Uh, certain items that you'll get will like have a blue outline, and other things will have a blue outline, and you oh. can hover over them and see which one's synergizing with which. And I've seen... I So I started exploring the subreddit last night before I went to bed just to see, like, oh, what are the people thinking? And I saw some gifs of some of the crazier synergies you can get, like the uh, make any weapon you have a shotgun blast. Mm-hmm. And then make, and then there's one that I think like also shoots at a projectile that shortly after a distance will do its, uh, do your regular fire. So someone got like a gun that just shoots like a simple green laser beam and then got those two things. So now it shoots out a spread of like five laser beams. And then on top of that, a spread of five of these projectiles that shoot out. And then these five projectiles, after a little bit, shoot five laser beams for a total of like 25 lasers that just like clear a room a bit on a switch shot. That, that probably drops the frame rate so yeah <laughs> um the title of the post was this synergy kills the switch <laughs> and it was a third yeah it was a 30 second youtube clip where every time he fired like it would fire the two projectiles would come out and then before the projectiles fired the 25 lasers it would hang for like a second and then <laughs> great you know what that needs that needs that homing passive item oh god that just homes in on any enemy nearby <laughs> i had that um i had that and i had the amulet that um every time you reload a weapon it shoots a, a single bullet of that weapon yeah so i had that and an rpg so i'd shoot the single rpg and it automatically reload so it would shoot a second one just immediately and i would just clear bosses with that just like the fourth level boss just that's so good some that game's really good it's a really good game and it's amazing how much better this expansion makes it like on top of how great it was already it's funny though because i i, I immediately i expected some like immediate like apparent changes the second i booted it up after mm-hmm. getting the update and i didn't see like anything immediate outside of Sometimes there are like special room, like mini bosses that you can find in the in the gungeon. Mm-hmm. Um, those became a little more uh, common, but that's the only like big thing that I noticed like immediately. Mm-hmm. But it seems like it's like a bunch of minor changes, like 
Is there an additional playable character in it? Did they put that in there? Or no, I don't think okay. so. So it's just the the, the synergies and, and more more guns and stuff. More guns, more items, more floors. Not more floors. More, more levels. More guns. More guns. More guns. There is a secret final boss. Uh, I've been reading about that. I haven't read how. I didn't really want to spoil myself <laughs> just yet. But the subreddit is all a buzz about the secret final boss and how to get to him and 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 what he is and what he does. Is it? Um, I think. I think I read enough to recognize that he's in the trailer. Did you see the release trailer for Advanced Guns yes. and Dragons? Yes. It's, it's, it made a reference to like when the fall, wall fell down, there was like a guy staying behind one of the characters, like an enemy or something, but they didn't show him. Maybe I saw a different trailer than you did. Maybe? I don't know. It was... All right. I, I mean, I can just... Do you care? No. It's it's the rat with the big bag oh, full oh, of guns. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Got it. Uh, yeah. Um, also, can you kill that rat? Like, can you, so, like, there's this rat in this game. Oh, so he, like, the one that shows up when you leave items. Steals your item. Can you, like, come back in the middle of him trying to steal the item and do something? Yeah, so that's actually a strategy. Um, If you drop an item and then go to another room and then come right back, he'll be there. And if you shoot at him, you don't kill him, but he goes away and doesn't bother you for the rest of the run. Sweet. Yeah. And so I can leave my items, like, scattered on the floor and use whichever ones I want to. But the boss, I think, is that rat but he's got like a pack full of like everything he's and ever so he's using he's just using your guns against you and apparently he's wicked hard like wicked hard <laughs> he wicked hard you don't come down to south he's wicked hard wicked hot there's there's lots of talk about how like yeah you know i played this game for years and it thought i'd, I'd have good have no trouble against him and you just like wipe the floor with with him like in five seconds it's pretty cool that that update's free that's really yeah. impressive. Um, I did really like that one of the top posts on the subreddit that I checked last night was um, like, uh, what was it Dodge Roll? The yes. studio? Yeah. Yep. Like, Dodge Roll, make the next DLC paid. We'll pay for this. Yeah. Like, this is, yeah. And I was, would pay for more characters or, yeah, or something. I yeah. Would, I yeah. think a little more variety in what you can start off with would be nice because I am like, that's the most boring part of it, I think. You just kind of stick to one after a while and then it's like, why is this even here? This, this game? Best start screen music. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, enter the gungeon. Enter the gungeon. And the way it starts, because, like, the gungeon itself from the outside, it's, like, this winding, like, cliff path up to, like, this skull mouth made out of, like, a bullet. And, like, there's a bunch of, like, g- rocks in the shapes of guns, like, coming out of it. And it starts on that, and the rest of the screen's black. And then it, like, reverse circle wipes out. And then there's this shadowy figure in the foreground with, like, a cloak and a, and a hat on and cloaks waving and then it does that and there's like a star field with like meteorites falling it's so epic it's a pretty good god damn does one did a really good job (laughs) i also like uh just yesterday i i realized there was like some lore to this like oh that's interesting i talked to the the guys who will start putting things into the gungeon for you Mm -hmm. um oh they can you can buy them and they'll throw them down there right uh i i liked their explanation of like oh it's some kind of like museum or a mausoleum for like all of the guns through history kind of like a collection right recording really and i was like that's kind of cool that explains like all the fictional ones and like all of it was a very neat way to uh normalize it you know, in a, in a in a way that like it never it, it really couldn't be any other sense. Did you get the? I forget what it's, what it's called. It's like a shredding guitar or something. It shoots um, uh, notes out in a cross pattern. Oh but, wow! But you can change the direction of it so whichever way you aim. And then when you are using that item, 
uh, boom boxes will spawn in all the rooms. And if your notes hit the boom box, it's like a, a repeater. And so it'll shoot them <laughs> farther out than the notes will go. Oh my gosh. So you can like basically kind of use it to direct shots in a certain direction if you aim towards the boom box and it'll shoot out and hit someone like around a corner or something. Damn. You know, you know what I hate about that though? What? I had that exact <laughs> weapon written down. <laughs> my idea. <laughs> <laughs> I I've I swear to God, this is the first time hearing about this, the first time I've seen it, I had that exact idea written down. Or well, just I'm, like what I'm hearing is that you need to work with Dodge Roll to make I the think, Enter the Gungeon FPS. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, <laughs> what a what a what a what's the, the weirdest weapon I've found so far? Um, I've gotten the the letter R that shoots yes. the word bullet. Yeah. Bullet, <laughs> bullet. <laughs> and then, like when you reload it, it changes to like a typing icon, like yes. a flashing <laughs> line. <laughs> uh, and I've gotten the um, the uh the the beholder gun yes that one's good i like that one which spawns like beholders when you reload it that was yeah. pretty cool yeah i like that so, um did you get the uh um everything else has been pretty boring except for like a really sick ice gun that i haven't been able to find yet and like help really helped me out for one of my runs got me the farthest a gun i used to hate called uh, the alien engine which i like a lot more now because it, oh. sh- it shoots like only like a foot in front of you and then sh- makes you launch backwards as you hold as you fire it yeah but i'm getting much better of like getting real close to an enemy and just like demolishing them with the in- engine so the speedrunner oh that's was their using favorite the, yeah because it make them like launch backwards essentially so getting so that fast. essentially getting that gun is like a key to a good speed run that's and his good. first run he he uh for sgdq he gets it and it's so funny because he's just like like yeah. across rooms <laughs> yeah especially if like you have an idea of like where if you like get the floor's map, yeah, and have that, you you get immediately to the final or to the boss. And and like I think there was a trick where if the room layout is just like small enough, like he was using it to get to the other door before it locked and was just able to skip rooms. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's impressive. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So like Alien Engine was a speedrunner's dream. Well, we can all agree. That's a cool game. Gungeon's good. I knew it was good. And now I know it's even better well, on Switch. Have you played anything? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Tell me about it. Uh, so I played a couple games. I Were they on itch? Yeah. <laughs> I subscribed to um, Sock Pop's uh, Patreon. Oh, They're nice. like a little collective of really cool devs. Yes. Uh, so I got a couple games for this month. Uh, one of them is Spider Pond. And in Spider Pond, you play as a spider. On a pond, and there are ponds, but um, you just it's it's pretty fun. Like you can sort of like you use your mouse to tell you to tell the spider where to go, basically like point and click. Uh, it's more like you hold down your your mouse and it goes in the direction of the mouse. Um, but you can spin your own webs. You like descend from a web and then you can swing over and connect it to something else and then you're basically just trying to catch this little dude that's in this mask and he like keeps going further and further away is it a spider dude or is it no it's like a little tiny dude i don't know what it is as big as the spider bigger than the spider but not much bigger yeah okay like maybe two inches of dude okay but there's like uh hot there's like um (laughs) 
there's like other spiders and snails and the snails don't kill you or anything, but they'll um, block you. And also they leave snail goop that like slows you down. And then like there's a frog that will spot you and then try and eat you. Sounds very sock pop. Yeah. And it's like really cool looking. I mean, if you don't, if you're not familiar with their games, they're like very cartoony sort of minimal they, you know, there's like an aspect to a, a lot of them that it's like sort of pixel arty, but it's still sort of, uh, it's very like modern and they, clean. They, they sort, I think they, they 3D model a lot of stuff, but then like turn down the anti-aliasing to like a negative, right? Yeah, something, and it gives it all a very sort of pixely outer edge, and uh, she's very bright poppy colors. Yeah, um, I've I don't always know which of the sock pop collective made this i don't know what their uh deal is for making these like i don't know you know obviously there's i think there's four of them in the collective i know like tishman tio or something and yeah. rubna and there's a couple other 128 that, megahertz isn't part of them is he i don't think so his aesthetic is very much a sock pop kind of aesthetic yeah but i think it, he's not with them um but i thought it was funny because one of them uh, Burn Band, the guy who made Burn Band, yeah, who's making the sequel to Burn Band, Burn Band. Um, we we gotta stop saying these nonsense <laughs> names. Like <laughs> I've heard sock pop enough times that now it just it, has, it holds no meaning to me. <laughs> we went down to the sock pop and we played the sock pop and the pop 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 is pop pop. We're gonna play Burn Band and the sequel to Burn Band, Burn Band, and then which is nothing like the prequel like, to Burn Band, Burn Band. Do you Actually, like, I've learned it is. I was. Do wrong. you like Burn Band, Burning Man, or Bird Man? Burn Band. Attorney at law? Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but I thought it was funny that I was going over uh, GIFs uh, of de- uh, like development. I'm sorry. Going over GIFs for uh, Burnman development on the new Burn Band. And uh, they look a lot like 128 megahertz GIFs. And I was just like, oh, that's interesting. Oh. Yeah. They've got, they've got very similar styles, uh, which is a style that I absolutely love. So I'm just like, oh, more, more for it. Give give it to me i want to play it yeah spider pond's a really fun okay. little thingy i was kind of hoping it was spider pond so like patapon but oh yeah yeah spiders. that would have been pretty cool next loom sorry uh and then i played maybe 15 minutes of um butterfly soup and what was what was the direct quote you gave us earlier <laughs> it's too tumblr for me <laughs> i can't do it can't do that tumblr life yeah, I mean, like, you, you just know, gotta retumble. Just the, repost. The art and it's really good, but like, and I only got through a few scenes, really. I mean, I, I ran into like what I really dislike about visual novels in general is that they're just like, I know this sounds stupid, but they're just insanely verbose. <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> this word game is doing words in it. Yeah, but I mean, it's just like, part of writing a good story is knowing how to edit yourself, yeah, being concise. And I don't think a lot of i mean it might just be the culture of visual novels they're just not interested oh well most visual novels like i feel like butterfly soup and dream daddy are like the two that i would ever be willing to try ever yeah not a tofu boyfriend no really maybe is that the, is that the pigeon one? Yes. Okay. Now, warning: If you get that on Steam, Steam will, will just <laughs> forever from that point on think that you're only interested in like horny anime visual right. novels. Yeah. <laughs> oh jeez. Okay. So I've seen that. I've seen that 
disease afflict many people. <laughs> um, well, that and uh, what, what? I had another one. I was gonna. Bl- I blanked out. Oh, isn't Danganronpa a visual novel? I think it's a little more Persona esque. Like it's got RPG oh. elements, but it's not. It's not a battler. It doesn't have. I don't think it's a combat, battler. It? It's just more like a like a mystery solving deduction visual novel. Okay, but like, look, like Phoenix Wright <laughs> is a visual novel for all intents and purposes. Right, fair enough. Like it, it is a, a lot like Phoenix Wright, but I think the main difference is Danganronpa has like a 3D overworld you're wandering through and you're finding clues in third oh, person. I was yeah. not aware of that. Yeah. I, I think. I, I, I might. I've never actually played it. I've just seen screenshots. Whatever. That's what it looks I, like. Like those are the handful of, of this genre or adjacent to the genre I'd be willing to, to try out. Mm. Um, but I don't know, I'll give Butterfly a super shot. See, but yeah, if I, what's interesting to me is that I want to see what what what's good for storytelling in general. Obviously, is that it lets you you know see settings and 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 experiences that you yourself when because it's about like gay culture, right? Like, isn't it like? I don't know. I mean, it, there's a touch of that from what I got from like the intro scene, but I mean. They were like on a playground pretending to be like dragons and stuff. And then it was just too, it was like, it's very silly. Okay. I'll give it, I'll take a look. Take a look. Yeah. That's all, that's it? Yeah. That's all you got? That's all you got? That's all I got. Spider Pawn. Better than nothing. It's better than nothing. Spider Pawn, <laughs> Spider Pawn, I definitely recommend It's three bucks on itch. If you, uh, but how much is it on Steam? It's not Steam. <laughs> How much is it if I donate to Sockpot Patreon? Sockpot Patreon, I'm I'm just at the scrub tier, the three dollar tier, but it gets me two games a month. What if I donate to their coffee? What do I get? Their Kofi? Yeah. What I if I know. what if I thought it was Kofi? <laughs> like Wi Fi. Yeah. It's to me. Yeah. Caffeinated fidelity. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Alex, any more games on your end? Uh, just a little bit of Splatoon 2. Yeah? Um, is it still, still holding up? It is, actually. Yeah. So it's been a while. I've, I've put it down for like a solid maybe five or six months. Um, and uh, getting back to it was interesting because, you know, they've done a couple of balance changes. They've added a bunch of new weapons. So I'm like trying out a couple of those. I also never completed the campaign. So now like actually pushing myself to like to get through that. Because they've got good campaigns. Oh, yeah? Splatoon's pretty solid when it comes to that. They're also, uh, this is something I always forget about, some strangely very challenging. The, the campaigns? Yeah. They're, they, they're pretty difficult. And one of the things, like I was having trouble just the other night uh, picking it back up and, and trying to beat a few levels. Um, one of them I got a game over on, which like hadn't happened before at all. And it's like, Jesus Christ. Um and one of the things I've been hearing about that started making me wary about picking up the expansion, I want the expansion. Everyone's talking about how freaking hard it is. Mm. Like, uh, like that would turn me off. Like PTSD over over, not not actual PTSD, of course, but you know, like like. <laughs> but I've suffered. <laughs> uh, but like tons of memes with like the the Octo Expansion character, you know, the one where he's like laying on the floor and like, no, Dad, no, and it's you know, it's the the Octo Expansion character, and then like whoever your guide is supposedly, who will will like you know announce like test failed when you when you when you ruin like like popping through the door. It's it's uh stuff like that. People just going out about how 
uh, Octo expansion is is very difficult. But the rewards seem like they're worth it. There's apparently a lot of exclusive gear that I'm seeing around the plaza that's getting me like interested. Like, oh man, I do want that. And that's just cosmetic. I mean, cosmetic and all the cosmetics in Splatoon give you buffs and perks and stuff. So, oh, okay. Yeah. I know. Um, but, I mean, they look like good cosmetics, too. There's one that's a, a golden hairpin, which what, what I thought looked like a globe on it, like just the earth on a, on a golden spike mm-hmm. in the back mm-hmm. of their squid hair. And lets um, you play Mario Odyssey inside Splatoon 2. So I looked it up, and, oh, it's actually like a Japanese octopus dish just covered yeah. in gold or something on it like like they have like octopus balls on skewers or something all right <laughs> so you can get one of those for beating the the expansion apparently and it looks slick and i was like i want that so i gotta get it eventually and give that a shot but i'm not looking forward to the supposed difficulty uh yeah the dark souls of splatoon <laughs> Yeah, um, but online matches are still a blast. Uh, I found it, I was like rusty for one match, but you could still pick it up fairly naturally, and I was having a great time again. Cool. Um, one, I was very excited. I had one match with like elite, with like an AFK guy. Like he was just standing in the spawn the whole time, and we won. Oh, on your team? Yeah. And and like I was, I was like the top of the leaderboards for that one. Like I carried my weight. <laughs> <laughs> Put this team on my back. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, must be all that milk I drink. My spine's not going to crack anytime soon. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I don't know. That's cool. But yeah. It was... I'm glad it's still it's still trucking on. Trucking yeah. along. Like yeah. the, the player base hasn't dwindled or anything. I think it was mostly because they realized if they don't have enough of a draw, they're not going to sell enough online subscriptions come September. Yeah. But they did announce at E3, like, we're going to give it one more year of, like, free content updates and, and patches and stuff. You know, I hope they give um, Mario Tennis, like, a maybe some sort of netcode overhaul or something, maybe. Maybe something. Reception on I'm, that game is... It's real bad sometimes. Yeah. There's a lot of matches I play where it's like, here I go <laughs> across the court to return the ball. Oh, I missed it. Okay. Well, that was fun. <laughs> um, and I don't, I, I don't know if it's on my end. I think, I hope, I don't think it is because I sometimes play it in here and it, the reception's still bad. So mm. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it can be hard to tell. Um, good news on the Mario Tennis front, though. They're nerfing Bowser Jr. I saw you get very excited about this. Because fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bowser Jr. and Waluigi are two of the only uh, defensive types, which means they're very good at uh, retrieving the ball no matter where it is on the court. Mm. Um, Bowser Jr. and who? Waluigi. Okay. So Bowser Jr. I feel like is much, much better at doing that. Uh, his trick shot especially. Um so you can use your trick shot to basically return the ball um, if it if it's lands away from you. So if you're on one side of the court and you hit the right stick to the left because the ball is on the left side of the court, it'll slow down time and the character will automatically just roll over and hit it and then I'll do special tricks. So like uh, Koopa, Koopa Troopa goes into a shell and the shell spins over and he pops back out and hits it. Yoshi will form into an egg and the egg will roll over or pop out um waluigi will moonwalk and then hit the ball back um so but bowser jr just has a very wide range mm-hmm. for doing that so i think they're going to narrow that range a bit um they're also tweaking uh meter gain from trick shots because basically 
if you time your trick shot perfectly, so like I think before it even hits the ground when it's on your side of the court and you return it with a trick shot, you will regain meter. And I've seen people starting to abuse that system. Specifically, they'll wait till the ball's returned towards them and then they'll immediately use their trick shot to walk backwards. So they're basically tracing the arc of the ball. So there's n- it's basically guaranteed that they're going to hit it and mm-hmm. then they'll return it there. And people will just do that over and over and over and over and over. And then they'll max out their meter. It's like, all right, now my special move. Um, and then they'll just build it back up again. And so it's been very hard to keep up with that. So they're making the window to perform a perfect trick shot smaller. Okay. They're nerfing Bowser Jr. Fix the goddamn net code. I, I mean, it's I don't know what it is. It can't be that... I'm assuming all these Mario first party games or Nintendo first party games are using the same net code. So who knows what it is. That's that's making them making Mario Tennis specifically play so laggy. When we pay money for this, oh, I mean, it's, it's it really immediately gonna be should, fixed. It's gonna yeah. be much better. <laughs> oh, fucking goddamn it! At least you know it's only gonna be twenty dollars a month. I mean, twenty dollars a year. That's not bad. If it's twenty dollars a month. No, I'm not. I wouldn't. I don't care if Smash is coming out. That's absurd. Like twenty dollars a month is more than like anything I pay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Rent. <laughs> groceries <laughs> anything involving a gaming or internet service thank you <laughs> internet speaking of uh wait what the internet i pay a lot for internet yeah. i mean um i uh speaking of uh monthly payments for video games mm-hmm. uh world of warcraft is changing its um uh payment service so now instead of having to buy the disc and then spend have a monthly subscription now you just need a monthly subscription so basically they're getting rid of the battle chest where it's like okay whenever a new expansion comes out the new expansion is like 40 bucks or 50 bucks and then all the previous expansions plus the base game together is like 30 bucks is how they normally do it so you pay 30 dollars up front for everything up until the latest expansion and then i think you get a, a month uh of subscription for free and then you pay $15 after that and then if you want the latest expansion you have to pay basically new price for the latest expansion they're getting rid of all of the single purchases outside of the latest expansion and just you just pay the subscription fee no reaction good I was excited <laughs> for it because I would like to at least try getting to 60 or something I always just assume that it was always uh the monthly thing only. <laughs> no, you 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 had to pay for the the box. They, that, that's they really fucked you over <laughs> the digital box. I don't they really gotcha. I don't follow all the Warcraft, so I'm just like, okay, sounds good. Well, I want to play it again. Okay, but not pay forty five dollars for something I might play for like a month. Yeah, I'll uh, pay fifteen dollars for something I might play for a month. Oh, Dylan, you want to play World of Warcraft again? Sure, why not? Okay, there's a lot of new stuff in it. Yeah, sounds good. I haven't played Mr. Pandaria, Warlords of Draenor, or Legion, so why not? Yeah, I know those words. <laughs> I know those words, independent <laughs> of the other words <laughs> in that sentence. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. Alex, anything else? Uh, that's it for me. It's it for you. Full game week. Yeah. But only four. Only four. <laughs> Slow game week. I um I did sign up for uh the family thing on uh Google Play. What is that? It's just that you share your purchases with other members of your family. Okay. Not all of them, but a good amount of them. How uh how much does that run you? It's free. I mean like 
it's just you you say like i have a family here's my family member and they're like okay they can play some of your games please google i have a family (laughs) can they also uh, play like your movie and music purchases i i don't think i think the music is separate um but yeah they get the movies um i think it's movies games books and maybe magazines but I think maybe not magazines because I know like if you rent a book or a movie, that doesn't count. Okay. But if you buy a movie, then your other family members have access. Okay. Interesting. So, I mean, this means nothing for me except for I got a free copy of Point Break. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because Julie purchased that. Um, but Julie now has like some movies and stuff, but she also has, uh, I got her to download Monument Valley Oh, good. And um, I'm gonna get her to play. Uh, what's that? What's that game that, that was good? That was mobile. Florence. Florence. <laughs> ah. So I'm excited to. That was very impressive. That we yeah. sussed that out <laughs> <Yeah>. from <laughs> such a little information. What's that mobile game that's not absolute trash. Oh, Disney Crossy Road. <laughs> there you oh. go. <laughs> uh, 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 what's that? That card? The 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 Tinder game from Devolver Reigns. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> the Tinder. Game. Okay, yeah, I mean, makes sense. Maybe um, it, it is a game where the entire mechanic is Tinder. You said card <laughs> game at first. So I was like Solitarica. But yeah, so like Julie, I don't think has ever played a not free mobile game. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, so yeah, but welcome to a whole new world. M- yeah. Mickey is all like Neko Atsume and and that's a cat there. one, right? Yeah. <laughs> well. Uh, premium mobile games might not be a thing for much longer. Did you see that Square Enix is getting out of the Go game? Really? Yeah. They're not making any more of those. That's been on the docket to talk about for a while. Yeah. I uh, thought this was a good segue. So <laughs> is a is a um. But yeah, that, that's that's uh, something I have wanted to mention because I like those games. Right. I well, mean, and I've, it's also from a developer standpoint, important consideration. Yeah. If one of the biggest publishers out there of premium mobile games it's like yeah this isn't lucrative what was the first go game that they came hitman. on yeah hitman and, and then they did tomb raider, tomb raider and then and deus ex yes i have all three on my phone the deus like ex it. one looks really good i really, really like the look of it. it yeah they really went all out for the style on that one it's also got like the most nuance and complexity Are you ready for this it. what i didn't like it when i when they first came out i was like i really like this style this like goofy sort of like it's a board game now yeah it's like i thought that was really clever and i i kind of slept on it but i did get the deus hex one and i really did not enjoy it i mean i felt i've heard people are pretty cold on the Tomb Raider Go and Deus Ex Go, mm. like I feel like Hitman Go was kind of like, wasn't it like one a different done. developer between the Maybe. first and the second two as well? I'm not I, sure. I think like the actual studio behind them changed, and it also kind of shows because um, Tomb Raider Go was co-op. I remember R- that now. Really? Yeah. Uh, and then that's cool. That makes it? sense. I, I think Hitman Go was developed in-house. That one was done by the people who are actually making Hitman because they square. So IO, yeah, IO. They wanted, um, they. I think one of their developers started making it just as like a hobby project on the side, and they thought this is good enough that we can make a whole thing out of it. I wonder where the rights for Hitman Go went since IO separated from Square and got the Hitman license IP. Yeah, that's from interesting. Them. 
I wonder if they got Hitman Go. So yeah. Uh, I haven't played any of them. Okay. I, I, I recommend them. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'm, 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 I'm I think a sucker. I, I still want to try Hitman Go because that, that, out of the three of them, that one looks like it was... I mean, like, the idea that, like, this is, like, a board game. These are, like, physical pieces or whatever. Right. Looked really strong with that one. But I just, like, personally liked Deus Ex, the game, the series. So I was like, I'll try this one. Right. Yeah. I'm just a sucker for translating an aesthetic to a different yeah. thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, here's Deus Ex, but it's a serial. It's like, okay, you know, you little, <laughs> you know, or uh, pray, but it's a serial. Neuromod, marshmallows, <laughs> like i'm a sucker for any type of bullshit like that it is cute yeah i I, and i think what hitman go is like the first one i think the only one really to carry like a heavy board game aesthetic yeah because the other two are just like puzzles with a low poly look you know yeah and And, it's like much more the settings of those games right yeah uh tomb raiders good puzzles um deus ex i didn't play as much as the other three but i mean what i did play i liked i probably don't have nearly as much competition with will's opinion in that regard um so you win will whatever i mean (laughs) maybe i'll actually sit down and play through it as much as i can to come back to that one but yeah but from the dev side you know that's kind of disheartening it is if you're making a premium mobile game and a lot of the big big people in that space are saying hey this isn't you can't make money off this i think of sam yeah specifically and uh sam's difficulty in getting a publisher for silent earth because he wants it to be a premium mobile game. And, you know, been from what he's told me, uh, a lot of the publishers have been like, this might not be strong enough of a pool. Uh, or, you know, they might not be strong enough of a, a gameplay hook right. to justify a, a premium purchase. And, you know, I really don't like the mobile space. Yeah. Same here. As, as a developer. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I find no allure or interest in navigating Google and Apple's right bullshit it's ecosystems. It's a nightmare. <laughs> I mean, I can't speak about iOS, which I've heard is a nightmare, but I can definitely tell you that like well, it's like they're nightmares for different reasons, right? Like yeah. Google plays a nightmare because of the piracy, the rampant piracy and stuff. Yeah, Apple's a nightmare because I pirated on Apple all the time. apple's a nightmare because you know they're you know they seem like they're changing their rules every well yeah it's kind of like a black box right i mean not much is not as much of a black box as say maybe valve or steam but it they they my big hang up was i forget if this was uh, tim cook said this or this was like a steve jobs era thing but when they considered games to not be art, yeah, that was like immediately like the biggest red flag right. of all red flags I could ever possibly see from a platform holder. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like when it's like we consider games to be on the level of you know Dropbox, right. like it's a utility, it's a piece of software. It doesn't Jeez. doesn't deserve the same protections as music or didn't. Didn't Jobs talk about how much he hated games on his platform? Oh, there's a brilliant um if I, I can I can link to it in the show notes, but one of my favorite things I've ever read in terms of like the people like remembering Steve Jobs when he passed away was um uh oh fuck. John Carmack. Not John Carmack. Um who is who is the other guy that made um Monkey Island with Tim Schaefer? 
Oh. Grumpy Gamer. What's his name? Oh, geez. Um, fuck. Wasn't Al Lowe, was it? No, he made the pajamas. That's... He made the pajamas of Sam Games and um, uh, and Maniac Mansion. I, I don't know. I need to look his name up. Because... Day of the Tentacle? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you said David Tentacle. David Tentacle. <laughs> That's the one. That's um, his name. <laughs> Uh, blah, 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 blah. Ron Gilbert. Okay. Uh, Ron Gilbert, you should look it up on his blog. He had a story of like one of the few times, or, or this might have been the only time he ever met Steve Jobs. Um, and obviously, Ron Gilbert's like, you know, kind of very historical developer, designer. He um, worked on Monkey Island and Maniac Mansion and, and a bunch of other games, like really big into narrative. Uh, Humongous Entertainment, which did Pajama Sam and Putt Putt and all these other children's kind of uh, adventure games. He was friends with John Laster, which looks pretty bad in, in hindsight, but John Laster once um, introduced him to Steve Jobs. And before he like brought him in to like introduce him, he was like, hey, Ron, you need to just be careful about like starting an argument with Steve because he'll he'll just <laughs> go like, you know, you don't want to like just if 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 you don't have the mental energy to spend, just don't enter into that arena with him. And Ron Gilbert's like, what, what What? could I possibly have to argue about with Steve Jobs? Like, I mean, like, we're not, like, really in the, we're in different fields. Like, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He walks in, shakes Steve Jobs' hand. First thing that comes out of Steve Jobs' mouth, I don't think video games can tell stories. And then they spent the next two hours arguing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's his Steve Jobs story. It is the most, oh, mwah, it's like the perfect, oh, I just love it so much. That is uh, pretty ridiculous. Because it just encapsulates Steve Jobs so well, but also like I, I would do the same thing. Yeah. Like if if he would just be like, yeah, the field that you're like, you know, is your life's work and you're totally dedicated towards. Yeah, I can't do the thing that you're trying to do with it. <laughs> I'd be like, fuck you. Um, and brilliant, brilliant. And that's why I don't buy Apple products. <laughs> but I mean, like the whole narrative <laughs> of Apple is just like these are experiences which essentially are stories yes like i mean i don't know why i mean apple's been historically bad with games right like yeah. you know they used to they fucking put halo on a on a stage before anyone else did and then microsoft went and acquired bungie from underneath them mm-hmm. and it's yes but the fact that they're like we don't because the thing is they they don't allow certain games on the app store so there was like one game that was about like um uh there was a mobile game that was about like um the um, the working conditions in like uh electronics factories in china so you yeah. played as like a, a chinese factory worker and like you had to avoid like falling like objects and stuff you could get killed and things they wouldn't allow that on the app store um there's another one that was like written by um this arab man that was about like his experience in the middle east and like him fleeing his country and they wouldn't let that one on the app store um so they're very much like we're allowed to say what can and can't be on the app store because or what games can cannot and cannot be on the app store because we don't consider games to have the same creative protections as books and music and and movies and all this other stuff and it's just kind of like like you're you man you're on the losing side of that that battle (laughs) like it it truly honestly feels and this isn't even like a like an anti-apple fanboy position but just like outside looking in they're moving backwards in a lot in of ways it kind of seems that ways yeah. yeah like i mean they're 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 ui they're the ui design not great you know people make fun of that 
magic mouse they have to flip over to charge oh my god um i don't know i still or the butterfly keyboard on their newest macbook pros that like have a higher fail rate than than what a laptop keyboard should have just because they wanted to make it thinner i understand all those arguments i mean i'm not the kind of person that's ready to write apple off freaking notch on a phone cutting into the screen space yeah but everyone's doing that now so I, I hate it. Okay, I hate but the like, fact like, that Apple's seen as trendsetters when it's the worst decision ever. I mean, sure, but like, is it the fact that they everyone's doing it because they're a trendsetter? Everyone's doing it because this is just a industrial design concession that everyone realizes they need to make. I'm at least happy it's only happening on like the largest next pixel and not the small one that I get anyway. Or like, you know, removing the headphone jack. Like, I can understand the frustrations without having it, with not having a headphone jack, but if Apple made a design choice that users hate, why would competitors also make the exact same design choice if not for they be, came to the same exact conclusion that hey, this is a this is a technological hurdle that we need we need to we need to actively make this choice even though it's going to piss people off to make them accept this adopt this new technology because this is what we need to do to get to our 10 20 year roadmap for our technologies. Mm. I'm not trying to excuse Apple but it's it's telling that Apple's not the only one doing it. I'm more skeptical, and I fe- whenever I see that kind of thing, I mean, like the notch is just. I hate the notch as like a developer, just because it just means like you have to oh, work. This with is it. another thing that's yeah. just like on the long list of bullshit that developers have to worry about. That like like, like the like the 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 advantage of working with iOS is that you're supposed to avoid like um, fragmentation of the right software marketplace right yeah you'll have to work with like eight different versions of android right but with like the removal of the headphone jack like to me being like the skeptic i am immediately i was just like oh it's because they want to sell their airpod bluetooth headphones like it's not because like oh we, we need to make it you know thinner and blah 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 like that all has a part to play but it's mostly because like this means like there is like a market out there for headphones and that market has been like very, very diverse and they want to shrink that market down to like to, us, th- to them and then a few like Best Buy, no uh, name us and beats. Bluetooth. Yeah. <laughs> Which is also us. Right. So, I mean, to me, the, I, I think that that's a big part of it. And I think other like, I mean, I don't know if Google's Google has the Bluetooth headphones or whatever. They, but. they do. They have the ones that translate for you. Right. And they're got the weird tether between them yeah. that I hate. Like, I, would, I, 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 I like actually, that more than like the separate little AirPods that I see more and more people using the AirPods. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? You're paying yeah. $200 for a piece of plastic that's going to fall out of your ear and down a storm drain. Like, <laughs> this, is, this is not good planning on your f- part. This is not good fiscal planning. I, I do like the concept of true wireless earbuds. Like they feel very sci-fi to me. And, and, I, and I like, I want them, but... I don't want ones that are shaped like that because they're gonna, yeah, they're gonna fall right out. Oh, I mean, like the, the the ergonomics of them, like they they fit my ear really well, but my ear is in everyone's ear, so they don't fall out. They yeah, they, I also they just, don't stick to me at all. I don't like air. I don't like earbuds. I don't like like. There's just a lot of. I don't like having to charge headphones. Like it's just. I want waterproof, like cheapo headphones, right? Like I want mm-hmm. headphones and the Apple headphones that they give you actually are actually pretty good like i can throw those through the wash a couple times and they'll still survive but i need some industrial ass 
like survival headphones that have like a built-in like homing beacon on them because I'm going to fucking lose them and I need to find out where they are. They <laughs> like GPS enabled, like waterproof, like up to like 10 meters down depth in water. Like that's what I need. I need like the idiot proof headphones. I am all about cutting wires. Like that much I'll say. Please don't cut my wires. Not your wires. <laughs> but I mean like if <laughs> I can get something wires. if I can get something wireless, I definitely prefer that to not. I've never messed with wireless headphones in my in my lifetime. But maybe I'll switch to them just so I have to worry less. My also my my iPhone, my lightning port's fucked. It's like I don't know if it got water damage or what, but um the headphones will just stop playing. And then it'll play again, and they'll go. Right. I'm like, awesome. But I know it's not the headphones; it's my port because it does it with multiple sets. So great technology! Technology is perfect. Yeah. Technology is great. We're all we're all headed towards an awesome future. Three yeah. steps forward, two steps back. Video games. Um, I played more. Way too many more. You got a list there, buddy. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through some just highlights on this probably i went to circuit yeah finally our local oh, barcade your first time it was my first time circuit virgin what did you think um i wish there were less 90s era arcade cabinets in there and more like i didn't like that oh you like centipede and galaga you have to go over into this darkly lit corner over here and play gauntlet or whatever right like those are the good arcade games. Like, <laughs> I don't want to play fucking Cruising USA. Like, yeah. Give me the good shit. Give me some give me some burger time. Give me some elevator action. Give me some Arkanoid. Yeah, for a second, I thought you were saying, like, I only want to play Bleeding Edge 2000. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, I don't think we agree on this, but. No, no I, yeah, don't, no, I, don't, yeah. I don't like, like, once, like, mid-90s hit. Yeah. Arcade games got worse. Well, they got very, like, uh kind of gimmicky yes and they had multiple uh, guitar hero arcade uh cabinets there yeah which is just guitar hero 3 like i looked at it and I'm like this is literally just the ui and graphics of guitar hero 3 <laughs> so i mean like a newer guitar hero it's guitar hero 3 it's just guitar hero 3 when does slash show up <laughs> um but yeah i mean it had it had the standard fare had some like 80s hits so i played some i played some arcade tetris which i'm not that familiar with the arcade version of tetris played that with uh wendy because it's two player that was mm-hmm. fun uh played mario brothers yeah. with wendy uh which we kind of had a discussion on the discord but i thought it was interesting to bring up so we, we sit down and play it and i like mario brothers but i mostly yeah. played it on like you know the super mario advance games would always have whatever oh, mario yeah, yeah. game it was and then also mario brothers so i played a lot of mario brothers like on my game boy advance the original arcade version of Mario Brothers has a different run like mechanic. Like they they have this goofy run that has like a weird momentum to it and it and it's hard to like slow them down once you've got them sped up. Huh. And like their jump arc is really weird. You were talking we so, were talking about this. Remember? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I didn't know that the arcade was different than like the Nintendo version. I know that like when they started remixing it and put it using like sort of like Super Mario World level graphics with mm-hmm. I like and even like Mario Maker, it uses one physics model for all the different Mario yes. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but in Mario Brothers Arcade, it's like that traditional, like that 
OG wonky. Yeah. Like before, like Miyamoto figured out like running and stuff for like it feels like like the jump feels like Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. Like the Donkey Kong jump where it has like this very slow arc. Yeah. Like there's no momentum. Like there's no like uh uh acceleration and the deceleration to it. It's just like one continuous speed. <laughs> Right, like that's how the Donkey Kong jump feels. Uh-huh. So when you go over barrels, it like feels really good because you're arcing like in this perfect semicircle over a barrel. Right, it has that jump, and then it has a run that's like completely from a different dimension. Like it takes a while to like get them up, and then once you like let go, they like it takes a while for them to cycle down to right. like a stop and like slide. They slide around a bunch. It's very slidey. Very weird. Um. But what came out because of that when he was like, I hate this run. This went this run is terrible. Like this is a bad run. I'm like, I don't know if I agree or disagree, but it kind of doesn't matter. Because this game is like such an like historical piece at this point. Right. It's more interesting just thinking about like the the, the design considerations from the eighties that right. made them choose to go with this run as opposed to be like well, it has to feel perfect because they didn't have anything to work off of. Yeah. This is Mario Brothers. Yeah. See, Super Mario Brothers is Mario <laughs> ass Mario Brothers. Like, so, like, Miyamoto was still, like, figuring his shit out. Wait, it was Super Mario Brothers. No, it was Mario Brothers. Not Mario, Mario. Brothers. Not, not Super Mario Brothers versus Mario Brothers. Mario Ma- Brothers is the. Where they're underground and the enemies come out of the pipes. Okay, this is what you're talking about. Yes. Okay, 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 okay. Gotcha, yes. gotcha. Yeah. You think I'm talking about Super Mario Brothers versus. No, I thought you were talking about just Super Mario Brothers, like on know, NES. Do, 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 no, do, no, do. no, no. Super Mario Brothers versus is arcade version. Right, of Super right. Mario Brothers. Uh, no, I'm talking about Mario Brothers. Mario Brothers. Yeah. yeah. There is Mario, and there's Luigi, and they are the Mario Brothers. And they're pow and stuff. And there's and there's Foreman Spike. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was it was it was an interesting thing sitting there and being like, I don't know if I have I want to have the conversation of whether or not this is good or bad, but like. Let's think about what went through Miyamoto's head to make him like. Imagine platformers didn't exist, and you had to figure out what that meant. Mm-hmm. And you're like, "Shit, fuck! I don't know." Here you go. Yeah, it's like it's almost like, like kids' first like video game development because you know when you start out trying to make games. Yeah. You think you understand what that means. Right. Like, I'm going to make a platformer. Yeah. I know what feels good. And then you like code in the basic right. acceleration, velocity, whatever for a jump and a run. It's like, this feels awful. Why does this feel so bad? And it's like, well, there's more that goes into it. And then just like making it work once. Yeah. And making it work once is kind of what Mario Brothers feels like. I think also like back then, like a lot, a lot of arcade games are like this where, I mean, starting at Super Mario Brothers and continuing to this day most platformers are about simulating like the the experience of running and jumping and you know grappling and all these different verbs but like back then i think that the verbs were more tied towards like specific goals Mm -hmm. like jumping on this platform like the the jumping on a platform in mario brothers is like a very discrete goal Whereas like jumping on a platform in Mario three is like way more generalized and it just takes on, you know, a myriad of forms. Uh, so when it's like more tied to like with this, like very specific action, I think generally you have these like weirder sort of feeling things. And let's also not discount that 
they probably kind of made it this way to make the game harder so they could get more quarters out of you. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's always that consideration with arcade design. It's like basically proto microtransactions, your freemium model for mm. smartphone games. <laughs> um, you don't know. Oh my God. I accidentally hit the power block so many fucking times. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm going to run. I'm going to jump. Oh no, I'm going to hit the button. Boom. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I wasted it. It reminds me a lot of, uh, my game of the year, mm-hmm. 1001 Spikes. Mm-hmm. Um, in that game, you know, like the jump is very like explicit. You can do two jumps, the one block high jump and the two block high jump because like the design of the game like explicitly like really uh, demands that kind of specific weird jump behavior. And so it kind of feels unnatural because it doesn't, feel like a the tip your typical platformer i guess right but i don't know it was it was an interesting thing to ponder upon while i was playing Mario brothers and fucking up real bad um i also played battle toads for the first time ever battle toads is fun yeah, yeah. i don't i don't really like beat-em-ups but that's a really fun stupid beat-em-up yeah battle toads is good i love his sprints he like works himself up into a sprint and then he runs and then you can just like basically drop kick someone. Oh, I completely forgot. I, I don't want to take away from your Battletoads discussion, but I... I, I mean, it's not much. Well, okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> I played uh, Killer Instinct, the new one. Oh, okay. For the first and time last week. Who's weekend. in it? Zitz is in it? Uh, Rash. Rash? Yeah. Um, yeah, he was cool. Like, because he's got all the, like the, you know, what he does is attacks his... Giant like, foot. Giant foot with spike feet, with you know, uh, the ram horns. When he does it in Killer Instinct, it's done, but like all in like HD and 3D modeled and stuff. Yeah. So it looks really grisly, kind of when like these horns pop out of them and they look like demon horns. And <laughs> it's, it it just made me much more excited about that new Battletoads 2D game that they're making. Yeah. Because I I felt nothing about. It. I was like, oh okay, Battletoads. Like I feel like <laughs> you either love or hate Battletoads. I've never touched it. And I played this. I'm like, this is some fun, stupid nonsense that I could, I could see myself playing. For. I think it'll be a good time. Yeah. yeah, Julie's way into Battletoads. There's also a lot of them. Yeah, like I thought. There, I thought Battletoads was like a game. I thought it was like Cheetah Men. Yeah, but like there's like four or five Battletoad games, which I did not know. Yeah, it's like a Game Boy one. Was there an SNES one? Yes, I yeah. think that's where it started. Or maybe it started with the there's arcade one. Start with the NES one. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also at least two or three Genesis games. What is that? That's not a system. <laughs> <laughs> Clarify something for me, Will. Are you, I think you're more familiar with the Sega side of things. Yeah. Um, Did Sega do what Nintendo don't? <laughs> just, did they, in fact, achieve <laughs> what Nintendo don't? I mean, Answer the question. <laughs> I, I think they carved out the niche without worrying about the quality of what Nintendo don't. Is, is the Sonic cycle real? <laughs> 100. Uh, which which one's the Master System? The Master System's the one that nobody had. But what generation? Oh, in NES. Okay. Is that the one that's also called something else in Europe? Uh, no, the Genesis was called Mega Drive. Mega Drive. Yeah. Okay, that's what I get. Is Mega is Ma- Mega System is Master System the first Sega console? I believe so. First Unless there was like Sega some console? goofy Game and Watch esque thing. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I want to see a knockoff. <laughs> oh, I want to see a Sega version of a Game and Watch. It's a ball and paddle. 
And it's just going like a million miles faster. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, um, also played some NFL Blitz 2000. Mm-hmm. I thought I really liked that game. I don't. <laughs> that game is not fun to play. I didn't get past like a first down. Yeah. I hate football. Did you play any skee-ball? No, I don't. I've been there and play video games. Video entertainment. You I really like needed to go on. when they had virtual on. I want to introduce you to virtual on. I've seen it at MAGFest, okay. but it's always been being used. Also, what's always so being good. used is the fucking... God, I fucking hate this. The fucking people <laughs> that spend their entire day in the fucking arcade playing goddamn DDR. Oh, yeah. What is your deal? I mean, there's just people that... I mean... And they always got, like, interesting hats... Or like chain wallets, <laughs> and they bought like four water Dr. bottles. Dr. Seuss hats, and <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why? Why Do they have like, a pacifier in their mouth? The well, whole time? maybe like, they brought like I don't know, like Altoids or something. I just something like Pediasure to like re like get electrolytes in their system. I've always kind of been fascinated with like ddr super kids it's it's fascinating but it's also like sad and it's also like hey fucker i want to play the goddamn cabinet <laughs> stop hogging the goddamn ddr cabinet yeah like because wendy really likes ddr she's like oh let's go play ddr and these two guys just kept playing it kept playing it. and there was like a mom and her kid waiting to play it and then wendy wanted to play it too and i'm just like and i came back and she was having like a friendly conversation with like one of the guys that was like routinely using it and it was like all right you got like whatever but it's just frustrating like these goddamn kids don't know the goddamn rules. You put your quarter on the goddamn machine, uh-huh. and I got next. Yeah. You don't play multiple fucking freeze pop songs in a row on the <laughs> DDR machine. Does Sam need quarters? Very intense about this. No. So that that eliminates that system already. Sam? Like the Smithsonian arcade? Yes. Well, it's not an actual arcade. It's all indie games. Okay. So there's not no, there's arcade in there. Oh, are yeah. there? Yeah, I, I thought that's what you were just saying. No, I'm talking about no, the Magfest, circuit. Magfest. No, circuit. Oh, is what you were just talking about. No, though. I'm talking about circuit. Okay. Oh. Oh wow. Okay. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. No, if, 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 if it's free play and people are playing yeah. DDR, like it's 24 hours. Like At they're Fest, gonna, they're gonna like, run out of energy eventually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just like, you just need to get used to that Magfest. Like these people have been, uh, they've been hibernating. Yeah. <laughs> waiting all year. For the DDR to but happen. Yeah, no, no, that, that is a really shitty. Yeah, yeah. And at a at a a production arcade mm-hmm. at, a, at a business, do not <laughs> hog the fucking DDR machine. <sighs> Did you try the the Japanese like? Pui, like no, pop? I saw it. I, okay. I, I I didn't mess with it. That I was really fun. If if the circuit uh, had maybe a thousand more square feet to work with. Yeah, and the same amount of games. They could probably like just buy the adjacent building and just knock it all I down. I wish and they would because like, I, I cannot enjoy abandoned. myself at the circuit. It's it does feel very cramped. Yeah, we went at we went at an hour that it wasn't. So we originally went over to Hardywood, which yeah. I don't really like Hardywood. Yeah, I mean Hardywood's arcade night was terrible. That was pretty painful. Um, it's just loud music and pinball, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> was pinball's not arcade? Was that um, the one that we showed off games at? No, no. that's no. champion. That's champion. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, but also just fuck pinball. Yeah. Um, no, I love I pinball. Agree. But I mean, I like I don't pinball. Love pinball. Okay, I'm Pin- not like a pinball. Pinball is fine. Yeah, but if your arcade only has pinball, yeah, or your brewery you only has, has has pinball. What is what is your deal? What are you doing? You're you're like a pool hall now. Yeah, like. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there's like one of those in the city, and I'm pretty yeah. sure it closed down. Um, <laughs> 
but no, we went over to Hardywood because they were doing turtle races, which whatever, fine. Like, do your weird. <laughs> what gimmicky, did you just say to me? <laughs> you do your weird gimmicky hipster brewery shit. But the fucking turtle race was like as big as this coffee table. Uh-huh. Like that was the course with like three lanes. Was it on the bocce ball? I so like no, maybe no, no. it was maybe on the ta- it was on the, it was on the cement. Oh, okay. Yeah, and like eighty people. Oh my god! So you could not <laughs> see this. And me and Wendy, and then we Poor were with turtles, man. We were with Wendy's <laughs> Wendy's cousin and her boyfriend, and we were just like thinking of like how you could. Well, they were trying to think of like basically being creating a ponzi scheme where they just collect a bunch of money at this thing but i was thinking about <laughs> how how the easy ways that you could immediately make this turtle race better mm-hmm. you know have a camera live feed onto like a projector so people could just watch the projector feed you know do something close cur- circuit feed into like pros on all the turtles so you get all the different yeah POVs. yeah yeah and switch through it live commentary shout casting like everything yeah. have a nice have a desk over in the corner with like sponsorships whatever and so we we're like okay we can't this is bullshit and so we went over circuit so i guess when we went to circuit was a opportune moment mm. where less people were at circuit also saw the galen at circuit cool um, the what galen oh nice. rva game jams his own yeah. galen montgomery by time bomb i thought you said the galen and i was the like, galen yeah whoa the, he is the galen <laughs> okay there's another prominent galen in richmond gotta kill him gotta kill him gotta kill him yeah that's we the, got your I back was, galen that was that's the uh the r-a-j-s yeah yeah um oh hmm. he spells galen. it wrong our galen's right is there an e in there <laughs> yeah galen um but yeah it wasn't it wasn't too crowded but yeah nfl blitz not didn't enjoy it it's too hard um time crisis three good good. game it's a good game that's fun i thought you were going off on shitty gimmicky 90s games and now you're like (laughs) time crisis three though come on it's a light gun game it's the only good light gun game area 51 bullshit are you kidding carn evil bullshit carn evil is awesome carn carn evil (laughs) is terrifying i was on board i was like area 51 yeah that sucks police trainer sucks big bug hunter virtua cop bullshit Oh my god. Terminator bullshit. Yeah, FMV FMV oh. like gun games bullshit. Terminator though is like the only one in there that has like a a haptic feedback module in the gun, which is really fun. Like like that in and of itself is pretty cool. The time the other the Time Crisis spin-off Time Panic or whatever it's called, where you have an SMG instead of a pistol, that's great. What's that, the that, really good goofy good shit. like cartoony one? But I will fight for Carnival. Carnival, is so I love stupid. Carnival. That used to be at my laser tag place in mm-hmm. Virginia Beach, and I would see it all the time, and it it psychologically scared scarred me. Like <laughs> I used to watch the intro like on repeat. I would just like I wait for the intro to come back, and I'm like, that is the coolest thing. Uh, and I'd be like, I'm scared. I'm gonna go get a Sprite Remix out of the vending machine. <laughs> wait for my next uh game of of laser tag i i just think there's there's definitely room for light gun like on rails uh horror shooter yeah it's called house of the dead house that is eh. you're really putting carn evil over house of the dead well because it's more creative it's got more more it's like got, diversity it's in its areas it's got a haunted house it's got a haunted roller coaster it's got a haunted christmas area so you can fight a zombie santa like come on man it's it's good. I love Carnival. It's also called Carn Evil, which is the best. <laughs> Never has there been a pun since Medieval. 
That's a good one too. Bad, <laughs> bad time. What are you looking at, Will? Trying to find this like really goofy oh, sort of your cartoony, yeah, one. And it had like it, it was like two goofy looking dude. It looked like a Japanese version of Bert and Ernie. It's oddly specific, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, those are that that I played that. Um, yeah, kind of listed everything else I've been I've been playing. Oh, I played Frogger. I'm really bad at Frogger. Aww. Guys, like do you Frogger. know at the end of the Frogger level, you have to save Frogger like five times? Yeah. What? There, there are bugs at the end of yeah. the Frogger level, and they appear in like five different little squares uh, randomly, mm-hmm. and you have to land where it is, and then that frog is safe, and then you have to play the entire level four more times. Right. Oh. And then after that, everything gets really fast. That's some bullshit. You said save oh. Frogger. It, that's saving him. I yeah. thought you said save Frogger. I thought, like, yeah. You save, beat it and you so go, you have to save Frogger, Frogger, Frogger. Frogger. Yeah. You just save Frogger five <laughs> times fast. Like, into what the microphone that's built into the cat. Yeah. Um, it's covered in beer. So <laughs> my, uh, I think I might have mentioned this on the cast before, but my dad, when I was growing up, we had a MAME cabinet. Oh, okay. That's in cool. Our, in, our, in our house. God, so, your dad is the coolest nerd. <laughs> So we played a lot of arcade games. Can we, can we trade like, dads? It was like what I grew up on. <laughs> um, but my dad loved Frogger. Okay. So like it would be a thing where like, you know, my brother and I would play it every so once in a while. But like my dad, when he'd, you know, come home from work, make dinner, hang out with us, like he'd relax by like playing his old favorite arcade games. One of his big favorites being Frogger. So uh, yeah, we, we did, my brother and I would like crowd around our dad as he like. My brother, my brother and I. <laughs> would crowd around my dad as he uh, as he played Frogger and we'd like cheer him on. So I, I've seen like I think he would get up to the third level and then it got too hard. But like, my mom was a um, an '80s kid, mm-hmm. so she would she was actually pretty good at introducing me to a lot of those arcade games. But she would buy like the modern versions of them. Yeah. So I had like the Frogger PC game or <laughs> Pac Man, uh, like the there was Pac Man World, which was like the 3D platformers. Yeah, yeah. I had like one that was that took that aesthetic, but like made it regular Pac-Man again. It was like Pac-Man, like Trouble in Time or something. It was like all these, like historically set um, Pac-Man levels that never ran on my PC because our PCs were always garbage. <laughs> so like, all right, time yeah. for the cutscene, and it'd be like two frames a second. I'm like, sweet, <laughs> and then it crash. Oh, that's so great. The um, I love it, goofy child. cartoony uh, light gun game is called Point Blank, and check out these guys. They, do was I was I lying? <laughs> it really does look like a goofy Japanese Bert and Ernie. Let me see. No, no, he's, he's not lying. This is this is a goofy Japanese Bert, Bert and Ernie. Point Blank guns for sale. Thanks, Google autocomplete. <laughs> uh. Point blank light gun game would probably get you to do a couple images. Here. Point blank arcade. Yeah. That, oh that my would god. <laughs> pretty pretty accurate, right? It's like Bird and Ernie mixed with the um the the guys in the Muppet Show that sit up in the <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> in the Definitely. seats. Yeah. Point but blank yeah. two. I'm in love with this arcade cabinet, though. They the, it was a super fun arcade game. God, the the facade on this is great. It's a Namco game. Interesting. They have some uh, 2DS, I mean 3DS, maybe just DS. <laughs> they have some DS games, I think, too. <laughs> the letters okay. DS are in there. Yeah, I'll have to look that up. It's probably a Wii game. 
Maybe. Like I think ha- it probably will be. Like House yeah. of the Dead Overkill. All right. Well, what were we talking about? Um, oh, one last thing I wanted to mention. I played that new Galaxy free game, freemium game on uh, Switch, Galaxy Variant oh, S. Is that the mech shooter? Yes. It's a twin stick mech shooter. Um, your mech can Road turn glide. into a ship. Yeah. This version is terrible. Really? <laughs> it's basically a, a free-to-play mobile game. That's sad. It's actually a mobile port from what I heard. And you can only, so like it has a traditional, this this new type of, of mobile game, free mobile game where it's like, all right, they're level based. And every time you die on a level, you lose like one energy and your energy regains over time, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. It works like that. And like the, apparently I never played the original galaxy, but apparently the, the big mainstay of galaxy is that you can either be the mech or you can transform into the ship mm-hmm. and back and forth. And they both have their own like gameplay advantages. Yeah. Each level in this, before you start the level, you have to choose whether or not you're going to be the mech or the ship. Oh. Before you enter the level. Hmm. Yeah, I remember watching a roommate play this and thought it looked cool. But I mean, he had like the the version you paid 20 bucks for on the PC. Right, so that's regular Galaxy. Yeah, and that's the one where you can like hot swap in between them in the middle of the level. And it looked really cool. Like, thought it was a cool looking game. I heard good things about Galaxy. That sounds awful. Galaxy variant S... The S stands for smartphone, switch, and stupid. And sucks. And sucks. <laughs> so don't play that game. It's okay. Super good. Yeah. <laughs> super good. <laughs> we were talking about something before Galaxy, though. What was... Arcades? Fuck DDR players. Just let me... <laughs> yeah. t- no, no, I, I mean, I you had... you had. Damn it. It was... Point was blank. It, was it Frogger? It was it Frogger. Was Frogger. 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 Sorry. I thought I had more to say about Frogger. I don't. I okay. have something to say about Frogger. Yes. I think it's very funny that it looks very easy and plays very hard. Yes. Yeah. Like if you if you're not playing Frogger and you're watching somebody play Frogger, I got this. You're just like, what the fuck is wrong with this person? Just <laughs> get on the log, you idiot. Oh man. Yeah. And so and then there's the, that three frame animation of them like bloop, bloop, bloop. Yeah. Like just the the water <laughs> going over the frog. <laughs> That's my favorite thing about Frogger. Did you, uh, do they have Bomb Jack at Circuit? I thought I saw it last time I was there. I never got to play it, though. I don't know. It might be out of order. I didn't okay. see it. Did they have elevator action? No. If they did, fuck. Cubert? Yeah. I'd still be there now. No. What the fuck? Where's my Cubert? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are, there are a couple. I like Cubert. <laughs> S- I really like Dig Dug, too. I think they have Dig Dug. Yes, they have Dig Dug. Do they have Dig Dug, too? You mean Mr. Driller? What? what? Is, that, no. is that not Dig Dug 2? No. <laughs> Dig Dug 2 is called Dig Dug 2. But Mr. Driller is like the th- is also a Namco digging game, right? I'm not crazy, right? Well, Dig Dug no, 2 yeah, is yeah. the one okay. that takes place on an island. It's not underground, mm. but you're like wandering around in space. But are the, it's, are, are the Pookies still there? Yeah. All all the classic Bane State enemies are there. Uh, what I love about Dig Dug 2 is that like they added this new mechanic. So like they're all wandering around on this island. It's like you're stuck on an island and all the baddies are there. And you have to like run around and, and pump them full of gas and explode them. Yeah, can I talk about how like upsetting <laughs> the like? <laughs> the base, it's funny when you say it out loud. The you're base just like, gameplay, Holy fuck. the base gameplay mechanic of Digug is super upsetting to me. Like I remember playing Mortal Kombat three as a kid and playing Cabal, and you inflate the other guy's head as his fatality, and then they they float up into the air, and then their head explodes into like twenty rib cages. <laughs> like it's it's on that level where it's very upsetting. I don't like it. 
I remember there was also like Kilo or, or or like the Dark Wizard in Deadly Alliance. I can't remember his name, but he's like all ash white and stuff. His fatality was like he didn't do anything but hop on the opponent's shoulders and then like grab them by the chin, the jaw, and pull their head up. And like nothing ripped, nothing tore. There was no blood or guts. It was just like <laughs> your neck is super stretchy now. <laughs> I'm and then they and then they and then they like sort of stumble around with a with a head like three feet higher in the air than it's supposed to be until they fall over dead. And like as a kid, that gave me nightmares. Can we talk about how like every fatality in a fighting game is probably someone's fetish? Ugh. Ugh. I'm not going to talk about that. Um. So yeah, which one is yours? <laughs> Scorpion. The new BuzzFeed article. <laughs> <laughs> Which rom-com do you like more? 10 <laughs> Things I Hate About You or 27 Dresses? 27 Dresses. You love Scorpion Skeleton Face. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> they got nailed me. Wow, it knows, it knows me so well. I love it when he breathes the fire. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. <laughs> Anyways, some gross fatalities. Can we also talk about how like I love arcade machine art that looks nothing like the actual game? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like I love the Frogger art that he's like a frog <laughs> in a business suit with a suitcase. <laughs> like that's not conveyed. It's a at, totally different narrative at all in the game. My brother got me the art of Atari for Christmas, which was oh. all about the people making cover art for Atari yeah. games when you had no fucking clue what that game was. And sometimes they didn't even talk to the designers; they just made it completely independent. Yeah. Um, so I, I think especially like localized games. <laughs> yeah, I think one of my favorites was uh, for Centipede. The yes. original Atari cover art is like some gnome with a magic wand fighting off all these bugs. <laughs> 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 and then it eventually became like an actual like space sci-fi looking thing, right? Right. But yeah. then like descending from the sky. Yeah, I think that's the one I'm familiar with. Uh, gosh, there's some great stories in that book. All right, I'm just gonna head this off at the past. Like I know we're gonna talk about the Mega Man One box art. <laughs> we just go ahead and get that out of the way. I was gonna go straight to Mega Man Two. <laughs> I love the the I am eight bit ones. Yeah. It's like they're trying to evoke that style. Yeah. yeah. Oh Jesus. There's a, a Did You Know Gaming episode that ended with like a random piece of trivia about I can't remember the name of the game, but it's it's a, a point blank. It's a it's a side scroller space shooter. So like Defender essentially. Okay. Um, or, I think Defender is like literally what I went to yeah. or, or Moon Patrol or something. But the front cover of the game is like some old hillbilly with a with a like hu- huge white beard <laughs> sitting in a rocking chair plucking at a banjo and it has nothing to Nailed do it. with the, not even a little bit to do with the game and apparently <laughs> they contacted whoever was behind that art and the goal like the, the marketing the marketing team's ideas was like the walls are covered in space shooters we need something that stands out. Well, <laughs> and so it I was, would have preferred if it was like, "Oh, Defender." I thought it was Deliverance. <laughs> <laughs> Completely misread. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, it's a good story. <laughs> Damn. All right. Well, <laughs> I think one major thing that is left that needs to be discussed. Um, we're halfway through the year. Big time! Congratulations, Woo, everyone! Made made it. It. Actually, uh, Ward's third anniversary was like a week ago or so. So. <laughs> I didn't bring the noisemakers this time. That's only on on 100 okay, episode gotcha. anniversaries. Right? Gotcha. All right. okay. So wait for episode 200 to get your next noisemaker. Or you can bring the thunder stick back. The thunder <laughs> tube. The thunder tube. So I kind of wanted to talk about 
everyone how everyone's feeling about like what games they're feeling really strong mm-hmm. about yeah. so far this year mostly because you know i think it i think it helps make us all understand because sometimes you know we'll talk about a game once for one episode and so and people might see it as oh they don't feel really strongly about that game so like i talked about um like um mini metro once because i played it over the break that we took during christmas and i played a lot of it so when I came back and I had and I had that episode with Becca Saltzman, like we talked about Mini Metro a little bit, but I was like super jazzed about Mini Metro because I played so much of it, but wasn't really well communicated. So I kind of want to talk about what games so far this year we're feeling really strong about, you know, kind of kind of get a feeling, because um, you know I think we all interpret like the the best games played thing a little differently. I personally interpret that. All right, someone that. In order for you to feel really strongly about a game, or for me to be convinced that you feel really strongly about a game, I feel like you should have at least played it multiple times, or like have brought it up in multiple discussions um, throughout the course of the year or so. Like, you know, obviously, I understand that Alex is very passionate about Monster Hunter, maybe multiple Monster Hunter games. <laughs> um, there might be two listed here. You know, I feel very strongly about like Enter the Gungeon or, or Mario Aces, um, some other ones. But let's go ahead and, and, and talk about them, Will. Oh man! You want to talk about? You want to I talk mean, about some you feel strongly about? I honestly like no games have like super hit me this year, right? Uh, but I have had some really good experiences, um, specifically with Overwhelm and Fuggle. Is that the pronunciation we're gonna go with? Yeah, I guess okay. so. I, I'm okay with that. <laughs> or Fug- no, Fugle. Fug- no, Fugle. Let's call Fugle. Yeah, Fugle. 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 I don't want to say Fuggle. Fuggle. Yeah, Fuggle. It's not. It implies something. Fugle. Fugle. I think fugle sounds good. Fugle sounds like being frugal, though. I don't know. Is that bad? Yeah, come on. Fine. All right. Well, fugle's good. Is it on itch? It's on itch. <laughs> is, being fugal, is frugality on itch? Oh, it's everywhere on itch. <laughs> You're telling me. Uh, but I had a really good time with Florence as well. Yeah. Um, Dwarf Fortress. I, like I have no desire to play Dwarf Fortress ever again. <laughs> but I had like a really interesting experience with it. So, what about? Didn't you pick up Caves of Cud? I did, and I played it for like five minutes. Just when I had some, like I basically took a lunch break and then got back to my desk, and I was like, I'm gonna play this. And then I played it for five minutes, and I was like, I need like six or seven hours to play this. You think you can go back? I think so. Yeah. Um. It. It's a Unity game. Uh, lazy devs. <laughs> but <laughs> like uh so so comparing it to Dwarf Fortress, like the big thing that I don't like about Caves of Cud is like the interface is very like you just have like a normal font. And I think part not of Not even fixed width? Not even fi- I mean not no no yeah, not mono space, nothing. It's just like Ariel or something you know um and so there's like some some things that like i mean like dwarf fortress could be a unity game for all i know but like so i'm not saying like unity bad like usual but i'm saying that like that the 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 aesthetic of caves of cud is really strong but it like stabs itself in the back by like overlaying just like normal text and and you're also um, you're playing as a single, yeah, yeah, character, right? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not like a, a like unit a control. Yeah, right. it's more like Ultima, I guess, or King's yeah. Quest, like original King's mm-hmm. Quest. 
Because King's Quest kind of had that overview, like walking around the world, overworld. Oh, I thought it, King's Quest was always kind of like straight on as opposed to overhead. I think that's when you go into like the the, the dungeons or whatever. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Anyway. I was like, born 91, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's pretty cool. Like there's some stuff I didn't know about it. I thought it was just like sort of a fantasy game, but it's like like far, far future fantasy-ish. Oh, okay. And so like there's a lot of cool like techno stuff as well as like some fantasy stuff in there okay I like that. um nice. and you know they did hire lauren schmidt to do feels, ui art for feels it. like a lauren schmidt kind of game so like you know hopefully i mean like i i, I don't want to like criticize it for it's just like oh y'all just went with ariel because like i know that they're making some strides in this is still like pre-release or whatever but, but also that feels like a will bland thing to do is like i don't like this font yeah so like i mean it's just i mean it was like similar like really breath of the wild when i saw like a black and blue grid overlaid on this thing i was like this is like to the it's in my head at least the styles just clashed mm. and so like when the styles clash like that i have a hard time like immersing myself in something and will's all about style yeah i do like style in a game style. But yeah, I I do want to give it some more okay. time and. But um, those other games you listed, have you gotten back to Overwhelm at all? Uh, just like a tiny, tiny bit, just to basically kill like a few minutes. Are you are you feeling the the itch to go back? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I really want to like try. I mean, it's so hard. <laughs> I'm like really afraid that I'll never be able to like beat it, beat it. But like, I I I do want to at least like without leveling up all the enemies in the game go to each boss and see what it's about well it's good about one of those games and i i felt the same way about like rogue legacy or even gungeon mm-hmm. it's like i probably will never be i never beat rogue legacy i don't even think i've beat a single boss in rogue legacy right but just the active loop is just so yeah. engaging um so i would just say don't feel too bad that if you if you never yeah. did to, to see the the ending know, or whatever the good ending but because I probably won't. I mean, look how much about Gungeon we just right discovered today. Yeah, I'm probably never gonna beat that game. Like traditionally, be it like beat the final boss or whatever, mm-hmm. or get all the pieces of the gun that kills the past or whatever, or bullet that kills the past. Oh, did you know by the way that Vulcan, uh, what was it, Gatling Gull, is well, a Metal Gear reference? No, to to Vulcan Raven. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I'm trying to figure out like which first boss I find the easiest to deal with i don't like the bullet king he's a pain in the ass yeah the lead throne yeah the bullet twins they're okay the twins are pretty easy gatling gull can be pretty easy but sometimes because they randomly I hate the snake oh the the amoconda amoconda that one's the fucking worst <laughs> the the um, but he's a he's a level two boss oh is he okay yeah. um but the thing with gatling gull is that the room can be randomly generated. So t- sometimes you'll get a really good room where it's like, oh, there are a bunch of pillars I can hide behind. Sometimes it's just a blank room. Mm. And you're like, fuck. <laughs> like, uh, I'm not going to be able to dodge any of this ammo. Is the Beholder level one or two? Two. Okay. So level one is uh, the Lead Throne or the Lead King, um, the Bullet Twins, Gatling Gull. Level two is um, the Beholster, the <laughs> Amoconda. There's a third one. And then under that, there's like, there's some really good ones. There's one that's like the high priest and his head. So he's this big shadowy cloaked figure and his head is a gun. 
Like sometimes <laughs> the cloak will like come back a little bit and it's just a pistol pointing at you. <laughs> um uh the oh, maybe the tank is There's also two. the wall. Oh yeah, the wall. The gun wall is so good. The wall. Is it gun the wall? wall. wall? Anyway, sorry, well. Keep being distracted. Oh, that's fine. I mean, those are pretty much the games that have kind of... What makes you feel so strongly about um, Fugle? Just that it kind of like... Yeah, I haven't like been able to zone out to a game in a long time. I mean, like it's it's not about completing things or anything like that. Um, so I don't want to say like it has a good flow state just because it's not challenging. But it's kind of like everything. But yeah, I mean, it's just... I don't know is everything fun to move around with that's the main thing is it's just really engaging in its movement okay and momentum then i would say no uh, everything is not like that yeah. i would even say that like no man's sky isn't really even that fun to right yeah no, like no. the locomotion no man's sky yeah it's, it's like, nothing special you want to you it, it, the goal is to get from except no to for no. like the goofy boost jumps that make it but they, they do nothing. Yeah. Or when you bounce off the surface of the planet, and you're like, whoa, <laughs> messed up. Uh, I mean, so like, I, it's kind of some of my favorite like movement games have been things like Journey or okay. uh, maybe even like Zone of the Enders too, like where it's just like really fun to move around in. But in this, it's like, it's just, you're only focusing on that because that's really the only thing to do. Um, Hulk Ultimate Destruction has really good local. Was that on like GameCube? Yeah. Yeah, I played that at at Bits and Pixels for a while. So good. (laughs) He runs on the buildings. Yeah. Oh, so you just get him into this great sprint and he has like a super jump. I I played that and I was like, this is a Hulk game for the ages. Yeah. You can unlock Joe Fix It, which is Grey Hulk. And so it's him (laughs) and like a gangster. And he has like speaking lines. Oh, weird. So it's like, Joe fix it here. And he's like running across everything. <laughs> oh you can God. unlock just Bruce Banner in like pants. Oh, my God. And he makes all the Hulk roars and everything. <laughs> oh, it's a good game. But yeah, I was trying to think of a game that I've played that has lo- good locomotion. Tribes. Tribes? Yeah. Tribes oh, yeah. is fantastic. I'm, con- I'm convinced that Tribes has good locomotion. Well, I think maybe the difference is that like there's not a lot of skill involved. And so it really is just like a okay. zone out, fly around, be beautiful game. Right. Yeah. Um, What's it? Abzu? That game I really like. It's yeah. pretty good. I feel like, like flying journey or swimming, swimming journey. journey. Yeah. And you can grab onto fish, which give you little boosts and that sort of thing. That's pretty cool. That's how it works in real life. Fish just let you hold on to them. They're totally cool with that. I hate fish. What? <laughs> I hate marine biology. What? Wendy was like, look at this cool video. It's like submersible, like went to the bottom of the ocean. Like, no, this is weird fucking undulating. Do you just, does it it's creep so cool. you out? Or? It's just gross. It's so cool, man. They're gross looking. Fish are great. <laughs> oh, I hate bugs. I hate fish. I don't like bugs very much, but I can, I can hang with some fish. I can fuck up a fish. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Alex, how about yeah. you? What kind of games? What games are you feeling so strong about? Oh, it's funny you should ask. This year, um, Monster Hunter World. Not familiar. Uh, mm-hmm. Monster Hunter Stories. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Haven't played it yet, but Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. <laughs> you just, you just <laughs> gonna go ahead and, and put that on there. <laughs> yes. Great. <laughs> that comes out in a month, and I will uh, give you all of my opinions on that at that point. Is that a 3DS game or is that a Switch? Switch. Okay. Yeah, it's me. The Switch version. Um. So yeah, barring all the Monster Hunters. All of the monster hunters. Uh, I am putting 
Dusk on there. Oh yeah, Good. yeah. I think I, I am feeling strongly enough about that. I watched some gameplay footage of it when we last talked about it because I wasn't that familiar with it. And I was yeah. like, oh, this is this like grindhouse, yeah, like, kind of horror esque game. Oh, it's some grindhouse. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to like I said, I got to pick up a medieval and unfortunate spaceman or like the other two by New Bloods. Reviving the shooter genre and Ion Maiden. I still haven't played Ion Maiden. Uh, but yeah, Dusk so far is outrageously solid and deserves all of its recognition. Uh, I am here to put up, I think, what might be the first board game nominee. <gasps> and the fourth game with monster in the title. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, and and with vague monster huntery elements in it. Yeah. Well, Kingdom Death Monster, I believe, deserves... Uh, lots of input for just being like I, I hold board game nights I think I made this distinction last time but like I hold board game nights people enjoy them they come they go we hang out we laugh we have a good time I've never had that turn into like the next time I see someone them going oh when's the next time we're playing that game like they never leave excited for the next one they just right. leave excited for the next time they're going to see us a lot of times with board us. game nights are just like uh, a f- facilitator for socialization yeah. right or drinking kingdom yeah. death monster has bridged a weird gap where suddenly everyone's just like when's when's our next kingdom death night can we play that alex yo bring your 700 dollar board game here please <laughs> oh there's <laughs> spilled beer on it sorry alex <laughs> uh so yeah i think that 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 is in the shortest terms the kind of praise I can give it. There's so much more to it. Kingdom Death Monster is phenomenal. That's cool. Yeah. Um. This is probably the first one to be knocked out. <laughs> okay. Well, no, I don't know. I I really, really, really like it, but I think among this whole list, it's just you know a Hitman game. But it's a really, really good Hitman uh, game. I wouldn't discount it out of I, hand. I, yeah. I I feel like I'm not giving it enough credit here. This will be the second time it's on the list. Oh, really? Yeah, because Mason felt very strongly about it. Okay. Our first year doing this. Yeah, I, I think Hitman is really, really good. Um, definitely worthy of, of, of a play, if not lots of people talking about it, discussing how really good it is. We're in that weird, we're in that weird like middle section, though, where it's like, oh, it's, it's the equivalent of like, oh, should I get a new graphics card? Or the new <laughs> graphics card is about to be announced. It's like, should I go back and play Hitman 1? But Hitman 2 is going to come out soon. Yeah. Should I just wait on Hitman 2? I think it's worth it. I mean, if it's a, if it's going to oh, be entirely new levels, then you know, Hitman One is going to be still its own very good entry. I should you send know? you Giant Bomb. Literally, probably has like forty hours of Hitman plays that they did. It's basically like that year's equivalent to all the PUBG they played. <laughs> they they played a lot of Hitman, and th- actually, you might find this interesting. So, like, eventually, they boil it down to this thing where um, instead of playing the actual like mission, mm-hmm. they got bowls of paper. And then one was the target that you had to kill. Um, so it was going to be a, a random character on the map, not yeah. the actual assassination target. Yeah, the elusive targets. Or no, no, no. It could have been anyone. Like, they just put a list of every, like, named character in oh. that map. Okay, okay, and said, yeah. this is the new target that you have to kill without anyone spotting you. Gotcha. The second bowl had the outfit you had to be in. <laughs> Oh. So, like, there's, like, the chic outfit. So, I'm getting that they did this, like, on their own term. Yeah, but there's it was, like, a modifier. Like, it was, like, a fun, like... There's hey, actually, like, in-game mechanics that do that, too. Oh, really? Yeah, there's challenge modes oh, that are just, like... Oh, they probably set that then. But right. they were, like, this is how we're deciding it. Okay. Third, 
here's the weapon you have to use to kill him. Oh, very clue. Very yeah. funny. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, could be a fire extinguisher. It could be a knife, like a table knife. It could be... That much is fantastic. The sandbox nature of Hitman is just beautiful. It's perfected. I love it. Um, Actually, what's funny is um, two of, like, my favorite Overwatch pros that I like watching when they stream outside of, like, League or whatever. uh, Or Fortnite. I might play Fortnite later. Within, okay. No, I mean, like, outside of the Overwatch League. Like, you'll you'll watch them on there, but, like, when they stream their personal streams. Yeah. Um, Just this past month, both of them, I guess, like, on a whim, have decided to do, like, a week of Hitman. Where they were playing Hitman, that was really really fun to watch. Going back and like seeing them That's try cool. it out, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Hitman's good. Part time UFO, I've brought up. That's funny because I thought that was the game you were going to say is probably the first one to go out. Oh no, I think Part Time UFO is incredible. That's I Game mean, Freak, right? It's a Game Freak game. Uh, Hal, Hal, Hal. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> same diff. Just another Nintendo third party developer. Um, retro, yeah. whatever. Yeah, it, it's a yeah. Part time UFO was was massive amounts of fun, massive amounts of adorable. I I love it. It's probably my go to phone game at the moment. So I think is it free? No, it's like three bucks. No, of course <laughs> not. <laughs> I'm I'm interested. I don't know much about it. Well, I've already said Will should get it, and Will's like I should get it, but he hasn't. I'm downloading it right now. Really? Okay, cool. (laughs) You hear that, Julie? You have a new game you can play. (laughs) Uh, Dylan, you should try it. Um, (sighs) I've only had $3 to my name. If you had a Google, like an Android, you could get Google Google Rewards. A what? An Android. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And you could get Google Rewards, and that keeps me topped off with with play credit. Really? I have not bought an app in a long time. It's all been like paid for me. Because of your surveys? (laughs) Yeah. What do you like more, Coke or Pepsi? (laughs) It's nice. It does takes care of it for me. Um, no, I'm conducting my own survey right now. What do you like more, Coke or Pepsi? Uh, definitely, definitely, Coke for a sip, Pepsi for a whole for a whole glass. Wow, that's a very nuanced <laughs> answer. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big studier of the the Pepsi challenge. Um, and nog, Gnog. which, like I said, was going to come up a few times today. Uh, yeah. Nog, I feel, has definitely achieved lots of emotions within me. I just, I feel so happy playing Nog. And and even though it's like a short game that you're relatively done with once you're done, done. There's lots of little reasons to return. Lots of reasons to show it to people. It's, I, I sort of, not on exactly the same pedestal, but like one just slightly below getting someone over just to like watch them play through Journey for the first time. Right. I enjoy watching people play Nog and like experiencing all the little details and, and, and fun quirks about it. So Still have not played Journey. That was just the <laughs> biggest eye roll I could ever do <laughs> that I just gave Dylan. Because uh, how dare. But anyway, Nog. Nog be my 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 last for now, and it's a puzzle box basically, right? So all the all the heads are like little puzzles that you have to solve, right? It, it's like there's a lot that is done to make it feel like a physical toy that you're rotating and examining from all angles, and all the little bits and pieces inside of it are little things you can interact with and and play with. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, I know a couple of people at uh, co-op. I shouldn't have one of them on. You should. Yeah, I'm very interested. Well, for me, um, I have kind of like a weird, wide array. I think this is more 
before you start, actually, let me let me pick the one you're going to start with because I would like to add it. <laughs> which which one am I starting with? Uh, Gungeon. Oh, okay. I think is also going to be on my list. Sweet. I really want to play Gungeon now. Yeah. You want to enter the Gungeon? I do. Enter Gungeon. So, so like a, a typical PlayStation is like five or ten minutes, right? Just unless you are unless doing really, really, really yeah. well, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I think starting out, yeah, it's gonna be like five yeah. ten minutes. I, I think getting from the beginning to the very end might take closer to maybe thirty forty. There's a tutorial that you have to go through mm-hmm. um, that can get a little rote, and you're just kind of like, "Come on, I got it. Let's let's go." Um, and that will probably take like ten, fifteen. I do minutes. love that when you beat the tutorial guy, his dialogue is like, "That's it. You beat the game. Bye." He's <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just like, "I was the final boss. You've done it." <laughs> yeah, I played it at EGX. Oh, really? Before it was released. Ooh. Oh. Did you want to dodge roll there? Did you talk to him? Uh, no, it was a uh, Devolver rep. Oh, right. right, okay. right. But I, he did hook me up with a, uh, uh, like a, I think like a seven inch of, mm-hmm. of dude. <laughs> of, of uh, It was like, um, what is it? Wrong number. Hotline Miami, wrong number tunes. Oh, nice. Oh, like a vinyl? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Wow. Very cool. I gave it to uh, Curtis because he's way into Hotline Miami. Miami. I haven't played the second one yet. That's pretty solid. Um. But yeah, it was really fun, and I played like up to I think it was the uh, gun gun king or whatever. Yeah, lead I king. He, I don't remember his name. I think he beat my ass. That boss, like especially starting out, that boss is so goddamn hard because he has like the blat. He like shoots out in every direction because mm-hmm. so much because that game turns into a bullet hell so quickly. That's the one thing I can't do very well. Dodge around the bullet, like I, I walk hate around bullet them. hell so yeah. much. But I I love this game anyway. <laughs> That's why you always have to keep like a wide berth from any boss. Because they all have an, an attack that's just like bullets everywhere, and you're like fuck, 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 fuck. That was outside of like the PC port issues and the constant crashing. The one reason I couldn't play near, like, oh yeah, is it's a 3D bullet hell, so you can't, <laughs> you can barely see what's happening most of the time. Um, I remember the other second floor boss. It was the Gore Gun. That's it. Yeah. yeah, she's actually probably the easiest fight out of the level two bosses. I got pretty good at, at being able to beat her. Um, Cause there's something. I feel like there's a trick that you can do to like make her attack. Oh, because she'll go underground and then she'll like, as she's underground, she has like a, an acid trail. And so she'll circle around you and then get closer and then spawn like on a delay, like where you last were. So like the trick there is if you stand in the middle of the room, she's just going to spray acid like everywhere because she's going to do a really wide circle and then, you know, s- spiral inwards towards you. So you want to like stand in a corner and then she only like paints that corner with the acid trail and then you just dodge roll out of it to to ignore that part of the room until it subsides. That's what I remember. But yeah, Gungeon's cool. Um yeah, I feel very strong about Gungeon. It's kind of like the same way I felt about uh, Rogue Legacy back in the day. Super hot. I played for a week at Alex Rice's house while I was at GDC. We played through that entire thing together. That was like one of the best experiences I've had, like old school couch play cooperative. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play level when I die. I'm going to give the controller yeah. to you or swap back and forth. I haven't had that in a long time. Mm-hmm. And it was a great way to finally play super hot because i have i never played it yet um so feel really strongly about that i mean like the time and place and where i played it like plays yeah. really strongly into that but 
It's actually is also a really fun game. Um, Night in the Woods, which I still haven't beaten. It's I I go back and forth with Night in the Woods because I'm so much I'm so exposed to Finji stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, and people fucking love Night in the Woods. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is my perfect kind of game. I love this art style. I fell in love with the art style the second I saw the Kickstarter. Yeah, it's a story. It's a narrative-driven game with like light little platforming elements and stuff. Like exactly my kind of game. I find it so hard to sit and play that game for long stretches. I don't know if it's because of the subject matter or because of like you know it can be very like downtrodden, but it gets very real sometimes, right? Mm, yeah. So like the main crux of the game, like the way like you play each individual day and like at the end of like the way you like signal the end of a day is you either choose to hang out with B or Greg. Right. And in doing so you're sacrificing your relationship with the other one and then you see you see special like events with one and then you miss one with the other. Right. Um but there's like this moment with B where you realize a lot of shit that's happened in her life and things just get really real and there's like and there's dialogue options mm-hmm. for May, the character you play as. And this conversation, there's just no good way to like get yourself out of it. Like right. no matter what you say, you're like you're fucking up. And it was just a very like visceral, real argument between these two like kind of friends. These people that used to be friends mm-hmm. whose relationship has cooled and they're trying to like refi- you know, reestablish a, a friendship again. And it was just like, it was it was the moment where that game clicked for me, but it was still like very tough for me to like just keep keep playing it. I, I mean, kind I kind of wish that game was shorter. There's there's a lot of movies like that for me where I like I really love the movie, but like I, it's emotionally you have to like right build yourself up to get through it. Um, but I I love the vibe and the tones and then and the art style and everything. Um, but it is very weird, you know being an admin on the Finji discord and everything and being just so exposed to all of this, <laughs> this night in the woods love. And like, I feel bad for still having not com- finished it. Yeah. And it's funny though, because like Alec Holoka and Scott Benson are very proud of what they made. Mm-hmm. But they're ready to like disassociate with it. And, and I can feel that like, you know, you don't want to spend the rest of your life just talking about this one thing yeah. that you, made even though it, it touched people very strongly um don't laugh at that <laughs> no i'm trying to get flies off my face i'm sorry about these flies <laughs> these fucking flies um these fucking flies you hog the ddr cabinet <laughs> but um i want i want to finish it i want to finish it by the end of this year because i bought it last year mm-hmm. i bought it that and then like a week later breath of the wild came out um i know right <laughs> i'm bad i'm bad indie dev uh, but I feel really strongly about Night in the Woods. Um, Mini Metro, kind of mentioned earlier. Mini mm-hmm. Metro I played like in December, um, early January. I had it on Steam forever, but I never played it. But Sam was very sh- strong about Mini Metro. I'm like, all right, I'm going to buy it for my phone and play it. Holy shit, this is like a really fun game <laughs> and like really dangerous for someone with like minor OCD tendencies yeah. that oh, just yeah. wants to like perfect this little and i and i can't do like the challenge mode i mm-hmm. can only do the endless mode yeah because i like immediately lose the the challenge <laughs> mode because once like a, a station gets like overwhelmed with pedestrians it's like well that was it that was it's done yeah you don't even like i don't even react to it i'm just like shit no <laughs> no <laughs> you're just sitting there like stop stop 
Uh, but I really like that game. Mm-hmm. That game's really good. And it's like re- relatively old, right? It's like three or four years mm-hmm. old now at this point. Um, Thomas was alone. I found very poignant. Mm-hmm. And if, if, um, you might say you're biased because you had Mike Bithell on the show. It's like, no, I, well, you played it in preparation for that. I played most of it. I played like mm-hmm. half of it. Uh, Mike said I beat, I got to like the first ending right before we talked and then I beat it afterwards. Um, it was actually a really funny exchange cause on that, uh, podcast we were talking about being prolific in one's work and then like a month later he announced um quarantine circular yeah and i messaged him and i was like i didn't know this was like in the works (laughs) when we were talking about that and now he's working on like a movie ip game really yeah it was announced um i forget who he's he's working with he's working with some some publisher for it i saw i saw a game industry.biz article about it but yeah i love mike bethel he's such a cool dude yeah um i want i want the mike bethel trajectory can i get that yeah me too work a lot of these like cool story-based games and then like work on a film franchise for a game that sounds cool maybe he's making that apocalypse now game. (laughs) 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 Um, Uh. but thomas alone is really good Mm. like you can do a lot with just like a basic shapes really good feeling platforming and a voice actor and it's like really impressive Mm -hmm. um and a very, very fascinating narrative. I feel like that in volume and subsurface circular, like he 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 thinks a lot about artificial intelligence and and and, and those kinds of, of issues in in society and culture. And then it plays into his his storytelling a lot. Um but yeah, it's a very poignant game that I really, really enjoyed. Um Burnout Paradise Remastered. <laughs> nice. It's a fun-ass game. That's a game with good-ass locomotion. Yeah. That's <laughs> just like adrenaline straight to the veins kind of game. Uh, I don't know. I don't have much more to say about it. I like I like doing stunts. I like going fast. Like wrecking. I like. I love wrecking. Gonna wreck it? I'm gonna wreck it. <laughs> Ralph wrecks Burnout 3. It's a good game. Burnout 3 was like what made me fall in love with Burnout. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, no, Burnout Paradise is better. I'm like, whatever. And I played it like, no, it's a good game. Um, I like the open world aspect to it. Shadow Colossus. Oh, really? Okay. okay. Feel real strong about Shadow Colossus. Like, even if you just tore out all of the Colossi and just made that game about you riding your horse around like all yeah. of these landscapes, still would have been a great game. Yeah. Like, if it was just Journey but on a horse, phenomenal game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't have much more to say about it. But it's, oh, it just feels it feels just so like you're feels like you're in such a place with there's it. like a big part of me that's way into like s- speculative history like ancient speculative history i guess like okay just like oh was was uh atlantis real or whatever but right. like library of just, alexandria just like yeah exactly yeah yeah uh like is there something under the left foot of the sphinx you know like all these like goofy sort of things do you see this thing? Just, just a quick aside. Do you see the sarcophagus that they unearthed? No. That they thought held the remains of Alexander the Great, and in actuality, it held the remains of like a family. Aww. And then like this oozing red, like crimson red liquid. Oh. What? I don't I, know what the fuck. Oh, the, I think I did. You yeah, see yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw a brief picture of. And the of excavation's it, and weird because it's just like the shape of the sarcophagus is just a rectangle, like 
going down like 40 feet. And at the bottom cool. is the sarcophagus. Some middle ass shit. Yeah. Sorry, but go ahead. But yeah, uh, Shadow of the Colossus just like really feeds that. Like, I mean, like, I don't want any, like, I don't want Atlantis to be real. I just really like thinking about like what that means. Pre ancient culture. Yeah. Uh, and just like wandering around Shadow of the Colossus's world was just like, this is so beautiful. These like ancient structures that you don't, you will never know anything about them. So it's just really fun to be around them and just sort of imagine. Well, that's one of my favorite things about games. Like, you know, I think we all have like our idea of like our perfect game or whatever. Right. But like for me, it's about establishing a sense of place. Mm-hmm. It's about having kind of direct control over a person in that place. Um, whether it's like having platforming or climbing abilities or some, right. sort, some sort of way to like explore the environment in multiple different ways um and then obviously like care a lot about story and narrative um but sense of place is like a really big thing and you can get it in in so many different games you can get it you know i find it in world of warcraft i find it in super Mm -hmm. mario brothers 3 i find it in in a lot of different games but i find it so strongly in shadow of the colossus that it's just phenomenal and it's not iterative of anything else if you like like the the world design right like it feels like its own thing yeah Mm -hmm. like the colossi design feel like their own established thing right if you like oh this is just you know you look at a lot of sci-fi work and it's like oh this is just blade runner this is just star wars or this is just star trek it feels like its own own thing Mm -hmm. mass effect also has a very good sense of place if you like whenever you go onto a planet very Mm -hmm. strong about that yeah uh i got a couple more Rocket League came back into my life in a big way because I bought it again on Switch. Um, it's still really good. Sure. <laughs> it's a good Polygon article. It's a three-year review of, of Rocket League, and they're talking about it. Like they put a lot of really cool like additions to that game. Some not so good additions to that game, like mm. some of the, the the loot crate stuff, and you have to purchase keys for it. But the the base game still feels great. Yeah. Um, don't play the Switch version on TV because it looks like garbage. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. Up-res, like, jaggies everywhere. Uh, oh, and the frame rate. Oh, and then Wendy and I played split screen on the Switch version. Uh-huh. Holy shit, the texture quality took a dive. Wow. Okay. It was some sad shit. Um, so, yeah. So, if you want to play Rocket League mobily, perfect platform for that. Mario Tennis Aces. It's Mario Tennis. It's a good-ass game. It's so, so fun. So, so much depth. I don't know. We, Alex and I talked a shit ton about it last time. So, yeah. <laughs> I, don't I mean, know. I don't feel like I need to iterate on it. It sounds like a good game. It's a good game. Yeah. It's a good game, guys. It's a good game, Brent. Okay. <laughs> Batman, the enemy within. We're going again, dudes. We're going to, I'm going to strive for another Never Batman. Never heard of this. Batman Telltale game. This is the second season of Batman Telltale. Uh, um, I beat it. It's a lot of fun. It's really interesting. Um, it might not have the most satisfying ending, at least I felt that way, but I still really enjoyed the journey. I feel the thing I feel the strongest about in the Batman Telltale games is my relationship with Catwoman, mm-hmm. which I completely fucked up <laughs> in this tell in this uh season, which I feel like is so indicative of like what, how did you, you like not clean her litter box? Yeah. Well, there's basically <laughs> there's basically a scene where you can choose to pretend to portray her or not um at you can either put some innocent person at risk 
that wouldn't be able to defend themselves or you put Catwoman at risk. Mm. Um, and the assumption is like, oh, I think you, I assume you could take care of yourself. She hates you for it. And this is like, you, and you had a romantic relationship with her in the first season and you're trying to rekindle that and just, just dead. That's rough. Also, uh, suicide squads in this game. Um, or at least an iteration oh, of it. Like the te- Emmy Award winning Suicide yeah. Squad? Yeah. <laughs> Starring Jared Leto. Um, <laughs> I, like Task Force X. And okay. they never expressly call it Task Force X, but for all intents, like Amanda Waller's there. Like mm. it's it's that thing. WB's like, hey, we had this really good, successful Batman Universe movie. You should, Would you like to watch it? Should, should, should put that in there. Also, did you see that Titan, Teen Titans trailer? Uh, oh my God. Did you, did you nah. see it, Will? Oh my God. Uh, oh my god the best and worst thing about that trailer is that robin jumped down onto a a a car in an alley and there's a bunch of bad dudes down there and one of them goes where's batman and he goes fuck batman (laughs) (laughs) and then he like pretty sure he kills a dude because he like takes his little batarang Uh like his batarangs are just ours but really sharp Right, and he just stabs the dude in the neck with one. I'm like, that's like, they that just, dude's dead. They, they, I mean, it made it look like they kill a lot of people in that one. Sure. I also like how so far our, own, our assumption is Beast Boy does not actually turn into animals. He just acts like one. I don't think they wanted to spend the CG budget just yet. Uh, yeah, like like Robin's now super grim dark for no reason. Raven uh, looks terrible. Yeah, no cyborg because I guess he's in the other DC movies, yeah. so you can't have cyborg with the Titans anymore. He's in Justice League. Um, I will say I think Starfire at least looks pretty good. Oh, I I, I didn't, but I I she's hearkening back to like her earlier designs with the huge poofy curly hair. It's like Hawk and Dove were in there for a second. Okay, um. yeah. Really like Hawk and Dove from that one episode, Just League Unlimited. They're doing, they're, they're fucking up so much. It's so upsetting. It's hilarious. Oh my god! <laughs> and then like, I'm a big Batman fan, but I'm not gonna be like every version of Batman's great. I'm like, no, look, there's there's bad Batmen. They're bad Bat dudes. Not um, Adam West though. The perfect Batman. Yes, <laughs> Batman sixty six. <laughs> R.I.P. But um, best. yeah, I really like Enemy Within. Yeah, I like that XCOM game too. <laughs> but I care the most about my relationship with with Catwoman, and I completely fucked it up, which like soured my opinion on uh. the end of that. But it's like it's not that I didn't like the game; is that I didn't like that I fucked up. Um, why don't you just replay it and not fuck um, up? I'm kind of like like um, maybe I should replay it, or let's do what I do: look it up on Google, <laughs> on YouTube. Well, no, but <laughs> I want leading into season three. To not have a dis- disastrous relationship oh, with Catwoman. Oh, right, because they all chained together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Alfred's gone. Alfred walked out on me. You just screwed up everything, didn't you? You were the worst Batman. Like the literal, like the last choice is like, Alfred's like, I can't do this anymore, Bruce. Like you're on your own, and your choices are give up being Batman to keep Alfred, or continue being Batman and give up on Alfred. And I'm like. Fuck, man! Like, it could definitely give up being Batman. No, but Batman's cool. <laughs> like Wait, Batman. what happens if Superman's you do that? literally across the river? I bet it actually doesn't. I bet it yeah. actually doesn't. Like, like they probably like immediately reverse either choice at and because of the way those games work, like they can't go too far out because then they're basically writing two separate games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I bet like first episode, like that affects the first episode of season three very heavily. I don't know. I still like Telltale games. What can I tell you? 
Um, last game. Um, I know this is more than 10 games, uh, but this is just kind of like what I'm feeling really strongly about. King of the Hat. My colleagues over at Hieroglyphic. Um, I was uh, booth neighbors with them last year at Super Smash Con. Mm. Um, they managed to get a booth at PAX East. Their game is coming along really well. I really like it. I played way too much King of the Hat at PAX East. I played it at their booth, and I went up to the Kickstarter lounge because it's a Kickstarter game, and I played it there. Um, and I kicked uh, Anya Combs's husband's ass at it, and <laughs> Anya's going to be our next guest on the show. Um, then I played it. They had uh, Red Bull was hosting a special like uh, Red Bull lounge night um, at the West End next door, and I went over there and I played it some more. Um, it's just a really fun couch competitive game. What is King of the Hat? So King of the Hat is basically like it's kind of like uh, Smash Brothers, but um, your only attack is you have a hat. So everyone on this, so narrative wise, everyone in this world is born with a hat, and their hat contains their soul. And if your hat gets destroyed, then you die. So the game is all these different like kooky characters, and they all have a hat, and they all have different like platforming like jump heights and, and locomotion and stuff and you can throw your hat um, but if someone stomps on your hat you're out mm. so they can stomp on your hat while it's on your head or if you throw it you can throw it to like disable someone mm-hmm. or knock their hat off their head it will um, you're putting yourself at risk and it's also your only weapon so you have to go retrieve your hat before you can throw it again sounds sort of like a cross between smash and uh, Nidhogg in a way Kinda, yeah. It's got that, you know, Battle Block Theater, mm-hmm. Smash Brothers, you know, contain levels kind of vibe. But it's just so much fun. And all the different characters. So there's like Cole, who's a Yeti, and he has a red beanie. And he kind of has a Princess Peach jump. He can like flutter around a little bit. That's awesome. Um, there's a washing machine character that has a terrible movement speed. He literally just scrapes across the ground. <laughs> but he has a really powerful hat throw. A lot of cool stuff. I, it, just, it just feels really good. Mm-hmm. And, and this washing machine, you say, was born with a hat on its head. Yes. And the hat contains its soul. Who gave birth to the washing machine? <laughs> like an industrial size washing machine. Like, <laughs> okay. This is like a, like a gotcha. home washing machine. But <laughs> yeah. the, one of those big drums. Breaking bad. Yeah. yeah. Deal, like yeah. hiding the drug. Yes. Like the <laughs> drug lab. Mm-hmm. I like it. I dig it. All right. This, all this makes good. sense now. Yeah. yeah. Got it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun game. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait till it comes out. Maybe I should ask him for a build. We should try it out one night it's really cool yeah you should be like hey I, I was your booth neighbor that one time oh I talked to him a bunch at PAX East too oh, I, I'm I sure remember. it was just yeah um, hey you remember me I'm that, I'm that guy who was sitting <laughs> next to you hey I want the free key can I get the beta key <laughs> I like the beta key I'm a, I'm a streamer with a hundred subs like you're not gonna <laughs> <laughs> I have a partnership with uh, Intel UK we're doing a giveaway of a uh, hundred free beta keys it was open at those are the games I'm feeling strong about, guys. Those cool. are some strong feelings. Strong feelings. I like this batch of games. It's very uh, unique. Yes. Um, I'm also... So this year we're going to do things kind of different. We're going to do that best games played or big ups. We're going to do big ups and then we're going to do some like honorable mention stuff that's going to be a separate episode um, okay. just to kind of talk about like stuff we we feel like we feel strongly about. Um, it's mostly cover stuff like King of the Hat because like King of the Hat hasn't seen a full release, so it probably won't make it. It, it can't make my big my best games played list, mm-hmm. but it could go into like an honorable mentions list or things like Juggernauts. You know, I felt very strongly about Juggernauts this year. I might not ever play it again, so this ha- this this should be the year where we talk about Juggernauts or 
or other games that we we touched once or twice. Nice. But yeah, that's how we're feeling. How are you guys feeling? Feeling good. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Comfy. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Will's comfy. Yeah, yeah, that's nice over here. Will's Got that nice. big Will's, ass pillow. Will's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, do we have time to talk about development stuff? Because I saw you had something. Uh, yeah. If you want. Oh, you want? So this is for me to talk. If you got one, yeah. Um, I've been Will saw this. I, I've been sending him some 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 gifs, some gifs, some gifs. You say? Uh, yeah. Of, okay. Of a little prototype I've been working on on the side. You know, I've been working on Peak, and I've been redoing like the art and stuff. And I sent Will some, or I sent you both some art, and I was like, how does this look? And, like, some parts of it look good, and, like, some of it didn't look so good. And I'm like, man, this is such a hard game <laughs> to, like, figure stuff out about because it's, like, such a weird, unique game. And I have all these other ideas in the back of my head that I kind of want to tool around with. It's like, why don't I just, like, put Peak on the back burner? Take a little vacation. And try, yeah, take a vacation to some other work to do in my free time. But I've been working on this other idea, and I don't want to talk too much about it. But okay. right now, it's like some basic uh, kind of uh, you know platformy overworld stuff. What do you think about it? Well, how's it look? It looks so good. You think so? I, I'm like really like to be. I'm I'm like proud of how good you are at pixel art right now. It's okay. Like it's those ground better, tiles better need to than be okay. Like I mean, like this uh, the everything can always use work, right? Sure. But like this is like really good. I'm really. I, I think you're doing really good. Big big fan of Celeste Pedro, uh, one of the pixel artists on Celeste. Mm-hmm. Patreon full of wealth of information. Just been ripping stuff off from there. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, but yeah, p- pretty pretty proud of it. And it is something. P- peaks hard because like I have to. You have to not pay attention to anything else when you're doing it, right? Like it's one of those games where it's like I can't have something playing in the background. Mm-hmm. But with this other prototype, it's like. Hey, if something's playing on the background, I want to relax, but still like spend time in the game. Do smart. Yeah. Do smart. Maybe fiddle around with some music. Like, could always use more tile sets. Could always use more background sprites. Yeah. Um. So that's fun. I don't know if that's how you approach like your grass dude. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's that's all that's going on here. All right. Tell me about card games, Alex. <laughs> I started working on a card game because I had an idea, and I was just like, man, I really want to make that into a card game. Uh, I don't have a whole lot to talk about it now, but Kirk is very actively taking an interest in it to the point where I was just like, I thought, you know, I might want to have you read over this. And then he he was like very gung-ho and I'm like, oh man, I've got so many ideas and so many cool things you could do with this. So it's almost it's turning into a collab, sort of. I don't know. But I mean, he's definitely uh, got some wonderful input and we're... Uh, I don't know, I'm working on like a digital sort of browser-based version of it now. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. I think I want it to be browser-based and and try my hand at like just making it out of HTML and JavaScript for the most part. Cool. Yeah. Um I did a fun test earlier this week where I did get a 3D model to show up in my browser. So I think that's going to be kind of a basis to it. Uh, what are you using? 3.js. Nice. Yeah. Um and then I think, yeah, I was running on moment suggestion because originally I was looking at like, what are some really like light, easy engines? I was looking at superpowers earlier, which I asked you about in the last podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't know if superpowers was totally capable though. So I'm just uh, trying to sort of write it raw using my own JS, 3.js and socket. Raw.js. 
That's a library. Yeah. That exists. Yeah, that's gotta it's be. Gotta that be. exists. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that not a whole lot to talk about it yet. That's cool. But I am. It's it's a neat idea. I'm I would say it comes more to fruition. That's cool. I will say that on the web dev front, I would be so much worse at web dev if I didn't have colleagues to be like, "Hey, what library should I use for this?" <laughs> yeah, I'd be so fucked. Yeah, my mate with my full time job, I'd be <laughs> using Tableau or something for visualizations, and we all know that's bullshit because <laughs> we all have strong feelings about Tableau. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm, I'm, that's exciting. If you want anyone to like help on like an art or I, I love, I love, uh, TCGs just from like, uh, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, whatever, yeah. like, Hey, here are all these weird creatures and ideas and all this weird stuff and color, color schemes, purple trap cards, green magic cards, red horseshoes and balloons. Um, <laughs> So yeah, if you want any stuff on that, I feel like Kirk's a good person to talk to. Obviously, because he's obsessed about magic, but also because when when Kirk he is, likes a lot of other board games too. When Kirk is focused, he can he can he can analyze game design very well. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, can, he can talk about it like very well. He gave me some good advice for Peak. Um, so that's that's cool. Yeah, I was more concerned about it being like a little too complex from the get go, and so he's helping me sort of narrow it down a bit. Um, and and I think that's a big boon to it as well. Uh, and yeah. Boone's working on the game. No. Oh. <laughs> a shame. Yeah. Uh it's a more combat train card game. <laughs> <laughs> I do I think part of what inspired it was people posting all these cool gifs of like card turntables where like the image of the card was sort of on a separate plane. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We were showing I was like I really want to make that and then it sort of turned into this whole other thing related to an idea I had years ago combined with this idea I started having last week and it was like it's it's blowing up on its own. Hearthstone's man unity. Really? Yeah. Cool. Like they're one in-house Unity project. So they're always looking for Unity devs to feed into the Hearthstone <laughs> furnace. Into the hearth. <laughs> cool. Well, that's exciting. I hope to hear more about that. Yeah. Uh, Will, do you have anything you want to talk about project-wise? Mm, not particularly. I have a couple of things that I'm sort of where's, fiddling with. Where's Wapalob? I'm still waiting for those libraries to be updated, man. Oh, okay. Those, those, yeah, ad libraries. I haven't really checked though. I, I, I should check on that soon just because that's kind of ready to go. Well, that seems like a good place to end it, gentlemen. How do you, how do you feel? Strongly. Three hours good. in. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, thank you, Phil Tibetoski, for coming on our last episode. Woo. Hope everyone enjoyed listening to that. I'm excited for what young horses have up their sleeve. Apparently, they're close to announcing. Uh, their next game. Um, next episode, Anya <gasps> Combs, senior outreach for games for Kickstarter. <gasps> uh, we recorded it during the finals of the World Cup, so there are some <laughs> live reactions. That's pretty funny to the World Cup. Um, but yeah, we we talk about talk about a bunch of different things. We talk about social issues in games. We talk about uh, you know, obviously her role at Kickstarter and like working with Kickstarter. If you want to get your game crowdfunded, um, a lot of interesting stuff. Really cool part about how, um, there's kind of like a group proud team of misfits, you know, in games, Kickstarter world was like, yeah, we, our project didn't get funded. And like (laughs) we built like this, you know, community and stuff around that. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty interesting. Um, she was talking about like advantages, like even if your Kickstarter doesn't get funded, like you still like built up this awareness for your, for your project and your team and your company. So really cool stuff. I hope everyone enjoys listening to that and listening to her live react as Croatia loses.
to France. Um, Spoiler alert. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Coming up soon, uh, we're going to have Kelly Wallach. It's exciting. Commanding officer of Indie Mega Booth coming on soon. Um, we're still hammering down the date. Uh, my team from uh, Train Jam, Keaton, Matt, and uh, Craig are going to come on. We're going to talk. We'll probably just bullshit a bunch. Uh, maybe talk about our project and talk about all the individual projects they're working on. Hidden Gems of PAX is coming back to PAX West. Oh, boy. Uh, catch it. 5 p.m. Saturday, August 31st in the Cat Theater is where it's going to be. Sweet. Current guest list includes uh, Felix Kramer. Amazing. Chief Thirst Officer. Chief <laughs> Thirst Officer. Um, and then uh, Khalif Adams from Spot on Me. Awesome. Uh, are my two confirmed guests so far. We might have one or two more coming up. Um, I'll announce those as they get confirmed. Um, but yeah, guys, it's kind of it's kind of it's gonna be uh, exciting August. We got Smithsonian Arcade tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, as of the date of this recording, um, but not the date of this posting. It will have already <laughs> happened. But uh, that should be cool. There's a lot of cool games. Moment and Tyler's uh, Light Field. It's gonna be there. Yep. So if you uh, can hear this in the past, travel in the past. Yes, go see that. Go see that. <laughs> That's kind of cool that they're gonna be there along with like phenomena and mm-hmm. where the water tastes like wine. That's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much. It. Then we're gonna go into fall. And we're gonna go into best games played and a bunch of other stuff. And then as soon as you know, it's gonna be Magfest, and we're gonna do the whole thing over again. Very cool. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> And you're coming to Magfest, right? Well, uh, possibly, right, yeah. Alex? I are the indie submissions open? No, open August. August. They normally do. Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Will, where can people find you? Yeah? On the internet at zero one zero one zero one 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 dot com. Is that the right number of ones? Mm-hmm. Okay. I never mess it up. <laughs> Unless I'm typing it, in which case I often mess it up. I we I drove by the the Bird Theater the other day and um uh the doing the second run of Infinity War and someone <laughs> put it up on the marquee as Infinity in, 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 in War. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about on Twitter? Oh, that would be X zero one zero one zero one one one. Hmm. Yeah. Awesome, Alex. Uh, people can find me in a cave with a box of scraps. I, ah! No, I ah! I'm, on, I'm on Twitter at G H O D A N underscore. That's Godan and at Braindeer Games, all one word. Sweet. Well, if you enjoyed this podcast and you want to listen to any of our other podcasts, you can find them online at wordhavinggames.com or on Twitter at wordvideogames or just search wordcast in your podcast player of choice. Please leave us a review if you enjoyed this episode or any of our other episodes. Um, thank you, guys. Thank you again for coming on. Thank you. I need a sign-off. I've decided. We need a good uh, yeah. sign-off. Like Maybe we can, consistent can come one. up with a song yeah. that we can all sing together. Mm, I need a short and sweet sign-off. Like a 10-minute song. <laughs> <laughs> like a musical number, you know. We'll work on that. Okay. Well, get to it, boss. <laughs> yeah, boss. <laughs> um, well, then. I'll bring the kazoos next time. <laughs> the thunder tube. <laughs> uh, but we'll see you next time. 
Game on. Same ward time, <laughs> same ward place. <laughs>